Hello there, it's your old pal, Cowboy Kevin Mann. Just to let you guys know that if you want to support the Adachira podcast and help us out, you can do that by heading over to our Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. Over 400 backers are enjoying currently all the awesome bonus content that is available exclusively at Patreon.com forward slash AE podcast. If you want to take a trip down memory lane, myself and Adam are reviewing all of SmackDown. We started all the way back at episode one, all the way back from August 1999, and we We are rolling forward with the Smackdown Crawl. There's a new episode that has just dropped. Episode number six is available for people who are currently backers. If you've not become a backer yet and you're wondering what it's all about, become a backer for one month, get access to all the content immediately, and then take it from there. There is absolutely zero commitment to stay around. Thank you, everyone who's become a backer and is supporting the Editor Podcast. It means so much, guys. You make this podcast possible. And by becoming our backer, you can ensure that we'll be able to continue to put out content that you guys enjoy you enjoyed the editorial podcast you want to support and you want a little bit more content patreon.com forward slash ae podcast become our backer thanks to everyone who's already backing us but for now enjoy this episode the royal rumble 2013 podcast and we're continuing our rocks return retrospective review and just before the microphone was turned on we all collectively went oh the end is in fucking sight thank god oh my. <laughs> <laughs> it's the royal rumble 2013 and all of our arms are too short to box with god hello once again i'm cowboy kevin man joined by my ranch and stable mates First to my right, it's uh, Adam Coffee Collector Bibolo. Hello there. How are you getting on? Good, good. I'm quite happy we're talking about this, actually. I know we're looking forward to being done with this era, but this pay-per-view in particular yeah. is a little bit of a special place. It's a little bit of a special place. There's actually a picture of us watching this. Yeah. I think we've inadvertently given Riley's the snooker chain a bit of publicity. <laughs> yeah. but, oh, you can watch wrestling in a snooker-based environment. <laughs> this is a bit of a big break for us here in the uh, snooker and wrestling world. Riley's, if you do want to sponsor us, let us know. But there's a, a picture of us all watching all this. together, yeah. At Riley. So is that bringing back some feels? Yeah, because this was pre-podcast. This was just literally like wrestling was just something we would watch as friends. Before it became like, a chore. Before it was my job. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, li- I liked as well because I found the picture and I put it up on Twitter. And loads of comments were on it. It was just like, who the fuck are those two other blokes? <laughs> <laughs> they hang out with other people. <laughs> How dare they? Exposing How dare the they? <laughs> And unquestionably, to my left, also unquestionably, he's the baddest man on the planet. It's Billy Cable. Yo. Fresh after reviewing a thousand episodes of Monday Night Raw. We, we, I don't know if you know, Adam, but we reviewed literally 1,000 episodes of Raw in <laughs> one marathon. show. We did like... It took us a thousand years. <laughs> <laughs> Something that a thousand has got a real weight to it. It's a real weighty it's number. Grandiose, so welcome to episode number 1,000 of the Outshare podcast. <laughs> and we are motoring on 
on with The Rock's return. Now, 2012 has had a very, very busy end. And even though The Rock beat John Cena, and that's the end of that chapter, surely, John went and had the worst professional year of his life, with Brock Lesnar returning to the fold and beating him up and losing. Terrible, terrible year John had there. <laughs> oh, it was the worst. What happened? Oh, I beat Brock Lesnar in his return match. It was awful. And then afterwards, it was so bad, it was rubbish. Because after that happened, I got up and I said that I was going to leave. And then I just came back. I didn't even go anywhere. It was awful. Worst year ever. And I won championships. <laughs> and I was in the main event. And even though another guy was the champion, I had to go out in the main event. Worst year ever. It was bloody rubbish. <laughs> Worst year of my professional life. So John Cena's had it up to his eyeballs here this year, 2012. And 2012, we obviously had Brock Lesnar coming back. That's a, a big thing. We probably won't be talking about it as much here as we will in WrestleMania mm. 29. It's going to be more relevant. We also had the debut and the formation of probably, looking back now, the most important group to come along in the last five or six years, God, even ten years, talking about... The Shield. Mm. Can we talk briefly about The Shield and how important and amazing that they all are? Yes. When The Shield first debuted, they debuted at the Survivor Series before this. Mm. That sorely lacked The Rock. Like, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's great because like, The Rock coming back, it didn't bring up Survivor Series buys that much. But it meant that the following year when he wasn't there, they went down. Really? Yeah, so yeah. it's not so really <laughs> that good. But when they debuted, I was fucking way on board because it was two lads who I loved um, John Moxley and Tyler Black Seth Rollins and uh, Dean Ambrose and a big big one as well and a big Roman Reigns now at the time I thought they were incredible and obviously a lot has happened since then but what were your early memories of The Shield? Well I had no idea who any of these three guys were because I still wasn't that back into wrestling I wasn't enough to like know what FCW was and all that And you were never that into your indies or stuff? No really? not at all so I didn't know who they were but when they appeared I was like alright I remember I think we watched Survivor Series together and you were like it's it's those uh, It's the men in black turtlenecks yeah, it's, it's those three looking chumps but, <laughs> but they did immediately with The Shield whenever they started having their matches they did that thing where they were the only team that I felt like they were a team like they would always be doing three on one offense they were always like strategizing mm. and separating the opponents and they always and, won yeah and they, they didn't lose they just did not lose and like even for someone that wasn't at that point necessarily breaking down wrestling the way we do now and looking at it in that sense I could still tell like well these guys are different because they work like a team they actually are like three people that are strategizing and focusing on an attack and every month it felt like okay now this, this now they're going to get squashed by yeah Randy Orton's in the mix or Sheamus yeah. in the mix or Big Show or even Cena like these mm. guys were really always kicking ass and yeah. always winning Billy what were your thoughts and memories of The Shield I remember I had heard of John Moxley before he was Dean Ambrose Purely because I'd seen a video of him singing Neil Diamond in a drunken death match. I am the master of the Neil Diamond cutter. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought I was immediately on board with Ambrose. I didn't know Roman or Seth. Mm. And I, I, when I came in, I was like, okay, this is interesting. These are not characters that character types that mm. I have seen before in mm. wrestling. I'm interested. And then they had that TLC match against Team Hell No and Ryback. Oh. And as their debut match. Mm. I think that was their debut match. That was their debut match, match. Yeah. yeah. First time they wrestled in the show. Yeah. And it was fucking amazing. I mean, just seeing, like, because Seth took that huge bump through all those tables mm -hmm. and that. And that's the debut match. They pulled out all the stops. And I just from there, I was just big, big fan of the Shield. Even when they were heels, so I was like, "Yeah, I want the Shield to destroy everyone." And then they turned face. I was like, "Yes, now I can yeah. actually cheer for them." And like, you know, 
I think it like in terms of like the stars that they've made and whatever people are going to gripe about individual bookings of guys and individual moments, you can't argue in the terms of getting three lads who the audience didn't know at all, you know, by and large, mm-hmm. bringing them in and making a statement and just firmly putting them high above like your Dolph Ziggler's, your Wade yeah, Barrett's, yeah. your Kofi Kingston's, your Jack Swagger's, the basically the entire mid card. It's like they finally managed to get new characters on screen that weren't just going to be fucking more losers and that's like what you said as well because you know what WWE is like every time they were fighting and they take on a new opponent you'd be thinking like well the shield is doing great so far but this is probably going to be where they wrap it up now and yeah. they squash them and they become three jobbers that never happened they like just kept getting bigger and bigger and stronger and stronger yeah. and like for WWE to do that is incredibly exceptional like, yeah like just like when I went to see Raw in London and I had Team Hell No and Undertaker versus The, the Shield, Shield. Yeah. That, them just triple powerbombing The Undertaker mm-hmm. through the, the commentary table is just fucking insane and getting away with it and like, getting away yeah. with it it's funny because people often you know talk about you know there were so many things they were doing here in the time where it was blatantly like hey nostalgia hey come back watch the show check this out folks you know all that and even from Raw 1000 to now you can tell the difference in terms of they know that the shield and a lot of this act is like so hot you don't need the nostalgia around us. Mm. they're presenting this like we thought they should have presented all the new guys yeah when we were watching WrestleMania 27 yeah. and 28, it's like, here are guys who are fucking awesome and kick ass and different. I'm pretty sure anyone who was tuning in around this time they saw the shield would have walked away thinking, these guys are kick ass. And as well, they also dress like the big boss man. Yeah. <laughs> now, I like to think that boss man just hatched them all out of a giant black egg <laughs> and they all came out together. Also, fun attitude fact about the shield, you know, their entrance music, how it relates. To the Attitude Era, who we might be able to uh, ding, 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 Adam Bibolo. It's Taz's music, just slightly changed. It is. Like, that's literally it. They just take out the bleeps, put in a little bit of a hotel India, and then make it into the shield. And they music. slow it down, don't yeah. they? Like you know, golf, Oscar, Oscar, Fox Track. What is that? Like a goof? Royal Rumble 2013. Time. You can never have enough. As it passes, so do opportunities. Every second counts. And everything can change. On this one night, 30 superstars will fight to stand on a grander stage where champions are made. Shawn Michaels, Stone Cold, the game, Brock Lesnar, Mysterio, Undertaker, Sheamus is going to WrestleMania. For these men, time is everything. It's all they have to grasp this chance. Destiny awaits for only one. And it all begins when this clock hits zero. 434 days. A historic period of transformation. The truth. I've attained this success not because of you. Honesty. I am successful in spite of you. Pipe bomb. I have stomped you out. Because I'm the best in the world. 
And that is not just my opinion, that's a fact! Ten years since the people had their champion. Finally! The Rock is back to entertain them, the millions. The Rock is back to stop you. It's over. The Rock is back to win that. Because finally, The Rock! The Rock has come back. And I'm not gonna let The Rock tear down everything that I fought so hard to attain. The most important title in the world, it belongs to me. You do not get to win. Tonight. Sam Punk, The Rock has waited 10 long years for this shot to go to the mountaintop one more time and become WWE Champion. This, this belongs to me. The Rock is a man. The Rock is breakable and I'm gonna break him. There ain't no way you're gonna stop The Rock at Royal Rumble. At Royal Rumble. Time's up. Every second counts. Tell that to the lad who does the times in the rumble because I counted 60 seconds, 90 seconds, yeah, 180 over. seconds. Yeah. Every second is pretty much transitory. It doesn't really make much difference one way or the other. 434 days. The record-breaking, at the time, I guess, I mean, it was record-breaking in the modern era, world championship reign of one CM Punk. A historic period. 10 years since the people had their champion and then like fun music plays for The Rock it's like because it's CM Punk it's like <laughs> then, then The Rock oh, it's like way god do you remember fun oh I hate CM Punk I mean Punk's 434 day reign which is definitely coming to an end here tonight that, absolutely that, you know, yeah. that's, that's... this is The Rock versus Kurt Angle yeah, no way out yeah. over again TikTok like... <laughs> come on like I gotta go make G.I. Joe, like, come on, hurry up. Were you filled with a sense of dread going into this pay-per-view? At the time, yes. Mm. I think all three of us knew the writing was on the wall because we were all punk fans, we all hated the once-in-a-lifetime bullshit and they were doing it again, and it was so obvious from the word go exactly how every match was going to go down tonight. And so I think there was that sort of sickness and dread where it's like, Royal Rumble is one of the most fun pay-per-views that you Come on, guys, let's go through the motions. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, for me, it's always kind of like... It was a tough one because Punk's reign was not without its problems. I'll be looking at this in more detail, me and Adam doing some special Punk episodes coming mm. soon. But I'll definitely say his reign picked up considerably once he turned heel. And I think all the issues we had with Punk doing the pipe bomb and having all mm. that kind of razzmatazz. And honestly, it just, you can't, you know, you can't unring that bell. Once they had kind of went, oh no, you've lost it, it's not as cool as it was. Yeah. Him as a face was never going to work. No. Because Punk coming out saying, hey guys, real change. I'm just yeah. going to wrestle against Daniel Bryan in the opening match and John Cena can have his main event against John Laurinaitis. Yeah. It really didn't feel like he was being true to himself and you could just tell that Punk wasn't thrilled with how things were going. Should the champion always be in the main event? Always, always? Um... I have mixed, not always, always. He should, in the case of fucking John Cena versus John Laurinaitis. Like, there are some things where it's inexcusable, but you have got stuff where it's like, if it's Rock and Hogan, you would put that on last. I mean, like, and Cena, because everyone was like, oh, you know, WrestleMania, he didn't get the main event. Yeah, because Cena and, and Rock had to main event. Like, and then Cena and Brock had to main event afterwards. But then it just yeah. became like, anyone other than Punk, please, yeah. can, can main event. I disagree with it, especially within this pay-per-view 
to me, the Royal Rumble match should always be the last yes. on. Yeah, that's and it's just purely because, because of the Rock's there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I do think that even over like the one time he actually gets the fucking main event, the pay per view, and it's like it's the wrong pay per view. It's the wrong pay per view because of the Rock. Yeah. Like, yeah, and I feel bad as well because it's not through like a trying like Punk literally was working himself to the yeah. fucking bone here yeah. he worked his ass off because he's one of those lads who really feels that if you're a champion you have to put in this effort this ridiculous effort and honestly what I always find quite sad about it is that the guys who do that they never get the, the credit that they deserve mm, no. because while Punk is not main eventing pay-per-views I'll tell you what he was main eventing which is every single fucking house show yeah. and yeah. putting on long ass matches night. you know same when Dean Ambrose won the belt there recently he mm. was wrestling on two house shows a night and like trying to hit them all like yeah. he was you know working at this ridiculous level and I think they set this kind of precedent here which is the workhorse champion with Punk yeah. he was working himself so much that you couldn't help but be bitter at the end of all <laughs> yeah, he was gonna be fucking worn out, and you know that no matter what he did in this period of time, WWE weren't gonna like. Maybe we should put him in the main event. Like mm. they weren't gonna change their stance on him. No, no it was never gonna happen. Punk and Rock, the promos that they had in the build up to this were like they exposed Rock in some ways, in a different way to the Cena ones. I do think the Rock came off a lot better in these promos than he did with Cena, because with Cena he came off as petty, whereas Punk was going just full on heel on him. You know, he's saying, you don't get to win. You know, people are sick of you, you know, coming in here, going to win the belt and leave. That's not how this works. Mm. And then The Rock, of course, responding with the most barbarous of jibes. Do you remember what he calls CM Punk around this time? uh, Cookie Puss. Cookie Puss. They're going to chant. They're going to chant something that is going to follow you for the rest of your life. They're going to chant. They're not going to chant respect. They're not going to chant best in the world. They're going to chant exactly what you are. In three seconds, they're going to chant Cookie Puss. Cookie Puss. (laughs) Cookie Puss. Now, at the time... We were all we watched this promo together, and he's like, mm. "Oh, CM Punk coming out here, want ice cream? CM Punk, Cookie Puss, Cookie Puss." He starts cooking himself. Oh, we're going to get into some chants. <laughs> we're going to get into some chants. Cookie Puss, remember ice cream, huh? Vienna, huh? Rocky Road from Fruity Pebbles all the way to Cookie Puss <laughs> <laughs> from the iconic. <laughs> you need to understand that your little jabs and your insults. It's all kitty games. You can't leave a mark on the champ's face. Come Royal Rumble, understand when you step in the ring, your arms are just too short to box with God. Punk comes out when your arms are too short to box with God. Which just, just encapsulates the entire feud. Yeah, and what me. I will say as well is, because everyone always remembers that quote, but you've got to t- bear in mind that arms too short to box with God line is one line in about 60 solid seconds of him just cutting Rock down, like line after line after line. And while that is obviously the highlight one, in what you were saying, that him exposing Rock, like Rock will say one jab at Punk, Mm. and then Punk's like, okay, here's 10, and he'll do it in 60 seconds, and Rock's just like... Cookie puss, cookie. Puss. And it's weird because it, it didn't seem like with Cena though, because with Cena it felt like the Rock was genuinely getting irritated with them. Like you know when Cena tried to cut across, he's like, you know, from the iconic, I'm gonna rip your throat out, all the way to the Rock didn't literally mean he'd be here every single time. But I mean, 
I I love this. I thought The Rock, like, he came out with some of his weirdest shit this time. This was clanging and banging rock. Yeah. <laughs> Remember that? Clanging like, and banging. The Rock, get up at 2 a.m. in the morning, five hours before he went to bed. <laughs> eat a load of pancakes, get a load of pizza, rub his dick on it. Just, just get a load of cake and smear it into his face, but never eat it. Don't look at it. Don't look at it. Don't even, don't even smell it. Clanging and banging, clanging and banging, clanging and banging. And like, that's not really the MO you need against CM Punk. No, it is not. Not at all. And I guess, I mean, I was happy with The Rock here because he came off less petty and all that. But at the end of the day, I think it's your point now, Adam, when Punk is cutting him down so much and The Rock doesn't seem affected by it and he's just going cookie puss. The Rock is basically saying, (laughs) to quote The Rock, it doesn't matter what you say. Yeah, yeah. It's my turn now, lol. Give me me that. (laughs) It's like when anyone tries to have like a promo off of Paul Heyman. Mm. Like Heyman always dances around people. Mm. Yeah. And you know, but eventually any any promo against Heyman just falls flat because... Because he'll no-sell it. Okay, you've said that. Here's this. Yeah. Like yeah. We had it in Raw 1000 where he's having this thing with Stephanie. And, you know, Stephanie and Hunter are trying to act like they're winning. And, and Heyman's just like, nope. Nope. Yeah. Nope. You're going to hit the microphone <laughs> out my hand. Nope. I'll drop it two seconds after to fuck you. That's why. Yeah, without breaking a sweat. Yeah. Like. So, I mean, the rumble barely gets like mention here it's kind of at the start but this is all about this is all about punk rock here tonight folks this is all about those sweet C major chords it's punk rock here in our main event opening things up as you do in your opening contest world heavyweight championship match Del Rio versus the big show Lol at the constant world title openers. What you've missed out there as well is it's a last man standing match. As an opening match. start off our pay-per-view. And you know what I love about this last man standing match? How is it that you book a last man standing match? What's the story you have for a last man standing match? Easy. Have it be a follow-up to a last man standing match you did two weeks previously. On SmackDown. (laughs) On SmackDown! (laughs) This is, like, not even SmackDown. 2013 SmackDown. Yeah. The worst SmackDown. Wait a minute, SmackDown. (laughs) Fucking hell, this is rubbish here. So, show is is heel. Mm -hmm. Okay, Uh, show, yes, he turned. And this would be the moment where I go, oh, let's all look at all the big show turn. I'm not doing all the fucking... You can't do that every time. Wait, we've got work to do, okay? (laughs) (laughs) The taxi's waiting, like... (laughs) Big show is heel. Del Rio turning face was a bit peculiar. What they had was just randomly, you know, they had heels that were bullying Ricardo and then Del Rio came out and there was like a house on fire, cleared away the, the heels and all of a sudden that's it. Del Rio was meant to be a good guy and he got his championship match against the Big Show on SmackDown and he won the championship and he, the way they're set up this recap is that he won it in a way that was very facey yeah he beat mm. Big Show in a last man standing match therefore you have to cheer him now and well not only that but do you remember because I, I specifically remember there was a promo when Del Rio came out and just turned face yeah and like literally apologised for all of his past transgressions mm. like he came out and he was like uh, I've been a bollocks. I'm really sorry that I've been such a jerk this past few years. Yeah, he, he literally just... I thought that was, like, the worst way to kick off yeah. a face run ever. Oh, gee shucks, guys. I, I hope you'll get over it and forgive me. Like, can you cheer me now, please? I just imagine, like, if The Rock, after he turned face after Backlash 99, is like, The Rock has been a real piece of work. <laughs> <laughs> and you people out there, gosh darn it, I'm just gonna pull my socks up and do my best. It works so much for a heel, though. 
For a heel turn, just doing like the whole yeah, the same thing. You but can it does do not face work. To heel. Does not work yeah. the other way. Well, a heel kind of going. I've been a real pushover. I've been <laughs> too good to you people. Like. But yeah, Del Rio is literally saying, "I am going to be like the Hispanic superstar, yes. and that is going to be like my role now." And I mean, I'm not saying Del Rio can't do that because mm. Del Rio is a fucking star. You mm. and I saw him at a random indie show yes. here in Manchester, and he came out and just the place exploded. He so. had that star quality Del Rio is one of those guys who looks like a star carries himself like a star I think he can pull off any role he's given except Mexican-America but that's another story but I don't know if I'm a fan of him just randomly being a face here for the fucking sake of it no he's not a good face and isn't he a heel again within months yeah yeah it doesn't take long he ran over Santa Claus a couple of months after he has the um, the double turn with Ziggler the pay-per-view after this WrestleMania doesn't he you're right cusses Ziggler yeah Mm. this is solely to set him up as a face for WrestleMania Mm. and there's a lot of fun times to talk about that going forward Mm. so we will say obviously that Del Rio's house of faces been built on shaky foundations Big Show pushed an announce table on Berto Del Rio and they were like making out like it was like hell on earth like. <laughs> and he's just there in the gap yeah. between like the, the edge <laughs> no! and like I'm perfectly fine I could have crushed Del Rio like grapes <laughs> <laughs> imagine that like if he just like slowly pushed the little table the on Boston table. No! <laughs> <laughs> and Big Show comes to the ring and shows had fluctuating weight and shape and yes. looks over the years. And Jesus, he looks rubbish here. Yes. This is like, you know, show has done himself a disservice sometimes when he's come back in amazing shape. And then it's like, oh God, what the fuck's happened to you? Like, mm. at the moment, he's in amazing shape. The best ever. Here, he's the big toe, Paul White. Yeah. <laughs> he's literally a giant toe that's just coming out to the ring and it wants that championship title around its big hairy waist. <laughs> Fucking gross. So shows us standing in the ring, gesturing that he wants to win the championship. Mm-hmm. And then we cut backstage. It's time to pander to some... Uh, some yeah. nostalgic uh, feelings. Father, relax. I defeat that fat Jack as a big show in a last man standing once. I know, and I know, I'm gonna do once. it again. I hope so, but it was it was once. And and Ricardo, are you with me or not, Carnal? <laughs> are you with me or not? Um um. <laughs> Red Heart. I want to wish you good luck in your match tonight. You know, I fought Big Show before, and he's about as big and bad as they come. You know, being a world champion, I know there's a reason why you're the world champion. You know what you remind me of? You remind me of a Mexican Bret Hart. <laughs> so I want you to go out there and show that big tub of goo what you got. Brad, this is, this is an honor. And uh, you remind me like uh, a Canadian, Alberto Del Rio. <laughs> That's not such a bad thing. <laughs> Come on, Ricardo. Let's go. Del Rio says that Big Show is a fat jackass. A mate. fat jackass. <laughs> fat jackass. And then they meet Bret Hart. And Bret is... Fucking hell. Bret hates being at the Royal Rumble. He absolutely... He's livid to be here because he's so bored. <laughs> Why is he here if Why he's invite some, him if yeah. he's not going to be fucking excited? Yeah. As if there's not a load of people who, and this is no knock on Brett, but when Brett is so underwhelmingly unenthusiastic, just like at Raw 1000, yeah. we said, yeah. Billy, like there is a line of legends a mile long 
who would jump at an opportunity to be a you're a big deal point at a current wrestler yeah. and it would mean as much. Was there any particular reason why it was Brett? What city, what city was this in the Rumble? It was in Phoenix as far Phoenix. as I know. Yeah, Phoenix, yeah. Arizona. Phoenix. I just, I, I don't know why it was Brett Hart. I couldn't figure out what the relevance was of having Brett talking to Del Rio backstage. It felt like such an unusual pairing. I think the idea is that Brett is like a technical wrestler, right. well established, he's amazing. It's the last man standing match though. Which <laughs> like, I don't think Brett's ever been in. Yeah, yeah. if it was like Mick or someone backstage like The Rock was in a last man standing standing match before you know you could have him like hey Del Rio why don't you go out there and get that big tub of goo yeah why don't you hit him nine times in the head with chairs and make sure you don't say anything to him afterwards get in your car and go home night's on you <laughs> or like even someone who has like a connection to the Royal Rumble as a pay-per-view something Jim Duggan yeah. he was there at Royal 1000 get Jim say, Duggan in he'll be so ha- fucking happy to do stuff I was going to say if you wanted to just get a random legend who's a former world champion who would be enthusiastic and love to be there DDP, there yeah, you go. There mm. you go. Because he could wear his shirt and he'd be fucking delighted, yeah. you know. And he would, he would do that plug with dynamic resistance. <laughs> Everything would be engaged tight. So Bret Hart says that Alberto Del Rio, you know, you remind me of uh, Mexican Bret Hart. <laughs> We did 29 takes and that was the best one. Yeah. <laughs> and then Del Rio just goes, that's funny because you are like the Canadian Alberto Del Rio. Good banter, lads. Yeah, really <laughs> top-notch stuff. Go get that big tub of goo. Big tub of goo. <laughs> Fuck Bret Hart. Seriously. Yeah, what is this? What is Fuck this? Fuck Bret Hart. And the thing is, Big Show is like stood in the, the ring. <laughs> waiting Hands for the match. Hands on hips. Like... <laughs> no one's going to come say anything to me, I guess. <laughs> Ricardo gets the sunglasses from Bret Hart and he marks out. He marks out hard. I'm marking out, bro. (laughs) Him and Matt Stryker. Wrestling. Grow up, you men. Grown men. You're a fucking hair now, aren't you? You signed your contract. Get over it. I was going to say, we get like that, but we don't work for We don't work for WWE. WWE. (laughs) (laughs) Imagine every time I sit down, I get to do a podcast. <laughs> All right, I'm over it. You get over it as well. <laughs> Guess who we got on commentary? Mm. Joining the the desk very recently. Here he is. Uh, he's been doing SmackDown with Josh, but here he is out in the big pay per view. John Bradshaw Layfield. Now I love JBL on commentary back in the. Would you ever? You guys watched when he originally did commentary? The first SmackDown? one. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah the first one. Good. Yeah. It's just after he retired mm-hmm. from the ring. And it was brilliant. It was in 2006 he did around that time. And him and Cole on SmackDown, I thought it was one of the best pairings ever. Because Cole and Taz had gotten so boring at that mm. point. But fucking hell, that JBL was really, really great. JBL leaves wrestling for a while. Goes and does something with climbing a mountain, helping out mm. kids in other countries. All that great stuff. And somewhere on that mountain, somewhere buried... And underneath a Mama Joanna energy flag, underneath all the bones of other people climbing that mountain, somewhere lies JBL's ability to do colour commentary. <laughs> now, it's legend hazard that it's still there, frozen to the stage. JBL and I going, ah! <laughs> Insight, but what happened to him? Yeah. He's so bad in this pay-per-view. Mm-hmm. He made me wish... For Booker T. Yeah. Because yeah. at least Booker T's bad in an entertaining way. Yeah, at least you get some sound bites from Booker T. You don't get sound bites from JBL. Maggle. We're going to do right now our impression of the commentary 
for tonight's pay-per-view. Nah, Frisbees! Big match Frisbee, John! Ballhorn leg Can't do commentary. No. So it's uh, it's a bit of a chore here tonight, folks. And I would say, right? Big show comes out. Yep. In the ring. Backstage segments. Then you go to JBL Cole and King. Stop getting pay-per-view openings wrong. Yeah. Yeah. The show's just stood in the ring watching the Spanish announce team like doing their introduction. It's not fair. I'm coming for you, Carlos Carrera, next. <laughs> Ricardo Rodriguez, he's a face now because he's got a bucket and a towel, isn't he? Mm. Yeah. And a face intro. It doesn't work. Nah. It doesn't work. This face turn for Del Rio is basically them slowly realising that they can fire Ricardo Rodriguez. Yeah, we don't need him around anymore. Because... As a face, this is awkward. You know what? When I look at this era of Ricardo Rodriguez, I think like, well, they've gone as far as they can with this gimmick. What they really need to do here is pair Ricardo up with, I don't know, like a Rob Van Dam. Oh, for fuck's sake! Oh like no! I like, forgot. I, I about think that. that's really the best. Genuinely, genuinely, I watched like it was some random you shoot thingy with him or some shoot interview preview, and that was brought up, and I genuinely thought I'd imagined it. <laughs> like I thought it was like an absurd thing. Like, oh, what are we gonna do? Have Ricardo with Rob Van? But he did, didn't he? He did. He did. And he coming out in RVD's t-shirt, in a big like, pink t-shirt. Yeah. Jesus oh. Christ of hell! Introducing one of a kind, <laughs> Rob and I. <laughs> the idea was, was that they wanted each of them to irritate each other so yeah. much they just leave like, no and this is very much a snake and a mongoose situation yeah. we don't want either one here they'll drive each other out it'll be fine it worked though I will say because Del Rio does get a big pop when he comes out it's true it's true. and I think Del Rio's entertaining enough as a performer in the ring that people know they're going to see like a decent match here yeah. and that's obviously going to mean something he is now referred to as being the pride of Mexico he's learned humility says Michael Cole JBL points out that Alberto Del Rio's uncle, Mio Mascaris, is a prick. Yeah, <laughs> says he's a big oligomaniac, and he is. You know, the sins of the uncle are often visited upon by the sins of the nephew. It's it's a weird thing, because he's, he's being a heel for the sake of being a heel, yes. JBL, which is the wrong way to do colour commentary. It's like, because... A few months before, when Del Rio was healed, you know JBL would have been sucking his dick on commentary, mm. saying he's the best ever. Del Rio turns face, however, and straight away he's after his uncle. Yeah, of all it's things. like it's like... it's my big problem with JBL. Is like every now and then he has glimpses of being a really good commentator. Yeah. he has his moments, but he is. It's my favorite term in the moment. He's a professional contrarian. <laughs> I don't. That's think, what he is. I don't think a heel commentator should ever ever be like this is great. Led this is good. This is gonna be a great match, or this is one of the all time great. I, I don't think they should ever do that because you think about Heyman on commentary, Bobby Heenan, Jesse Ventura, even King in the Attitude Chair, all the great heel commentators. Were they ever making out that anyone other than like Vince or the top yeah. heel, like King, was never going to be like, oh, all the great champions who've come before him? No, no, of course not. He doesn't give a shit. He's just no a respect. fucking disrespectful heel who's only here to you know gratiate the uh, make the the front office guys look good or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. Is. So JBL's is all over the place here because he's mm. being all mean. Then he's like, "Oh, Barry Windham, Barry Horowitz, mm. Barry Barry, F- fuck off, Barry Barry." <laughs> no one cares. <laughs> Kevin's cat Barry that he had. He <laughs> <laughs> fucking shit. We get immediately one of my least. Fa- oh, I don't know if it's my least favorite. I need. We need to discuss this. Mm. C chance. Oh yeah. C C 
See, I was going to ask now um, if either of you guys have got any particularly favourite Daniel Bryan appropriation moments. <laughs> now, C is pretty amazing because not only does Del Rio basically just take in that, like, you know. Yeah. And it's his now. It's his now. And like, basically anyone who's got a remotely, like, Hispanic gimmick on the Indies seems to get C yeah. chance. Anytime Stephanie McMahon did it yeah. with a big old smirk on her face yeah. to silence from the crowd. See the uh, Steph, Steph, Steph yeah. t-shirt there is? Oh, Oh, you guys you don't remember um, the best one of all of us involving one of the men here in the ring here tonight mm-hmm. but in uh, Big Show it was around the time he had to punch Dusty in the face and he's <clears> feuding <throat> with the uh, authority he literally came out one night and was just like yes yes just yes. doing it <laughs> just Big Show no Daniel Bryan <laughs> and this is after Bryan had like been taken out of the picture of the feud it's like right Bryan's gone who's doing yes now here's Big Show yes yeah, it's like the a- Big Show! Just gets in the ring, best in the world! <laughs> you know, some say that the Big Show is the architect of the Yes movement, <laughs> like, you know? Big Show 316 says, give me a slice of that pie. <laughs> <laughs> Team Hell Big, yeah. you know? It just, I'm not, not a fan of that here. More like Team Big No, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> We get a sign. Grumpy Cat hates jobbers. Yep. Oh, remember, Grumpy Cat. Remember Grumpy when Cat. Grumpy Cat hosted Raw? One of the I greatest did. GMs of all time. Yeah. Absolutely. Awful. We also get a, a guy dressed as fucking Scorpion from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> I didn't see like that. in the front row. There's really? a guy just dressed as fucking Scorpion. Is that after Mortal Kombat X came out, maybe? I don't know. There's just some bloke there. There's like... It's not like there's a couple other blokes who are dressed as other characters from Mortal Kombat. It's just one bloke dressed as Scorpion. Maybe it's just like the next, the new generation of shit wrestling fans. You know, you've got Cock the Clown, Brock Lesnar, oh, Frank's Cock. there tonight. I've oh. seen Cock Frank the, in this. Cock the Sign Cock, <laughs> uh, Brock Lesnar Cock, and now you got uh, Sub Cockio. Oh. Big Show dominates most of the match in the early going. I love, love, love some of the spots they do here. And mm. Show is big and slow, but Del Rio is off on his feet. He is really making Show look like a million dollars, making yeah. look like a giant. Del Rio, they're saying on commentary, is trying to, you know, ingratiate himself with the Mexican culture and do more Lucha Libre spots. So he's jumping off the top rope. When he jumps off the top rope and Show slaps him midair. Oh, oh I love it. We got a very, very bold claim on commentary. Big Show says that Del Rio's title reign has been bogus. Ooh. It's wickety-whack, yo. PG Whoa. era, mate. Same. Calm down. We were all having a bit of a laugh, but you went and you took it too far. Like, you know, It's the Big Show, but that was a big show of disrespect. <laughs> That's what that is. Del Rio gets on offense. Fucking hits a hurricane on the Big Show to send Talon off the top rope. Yeah. And you know what? Del Rio wasn't doing high fine stuff before. No. He really changed his in style. Fairness, in fairness, he actually has started wrestling completely differently. He's got more fire now than he ever did before. Seeing as he's had like three weeks to prepare. Yeah. His whole new offense, Honestly. like great stuff. Show comes off as a total giant here, which makes a nice change as opposed to Show just coming off as a lad who's slow and go off his feet. Mm. He seems like an actual force in this match, and it plays nicely into the last man standing rules. Show gets himself a chair, but Del Rio grabs it and wails away on the Big Show to massive sea chance. Choked Sam by the Big Show. We get a low blow, however, and Show pulls a very silly, serious face, and he gets up at a nine count. Yeah. Are you getting kicked to the dick and going, oh. It's like high pitched, though. It's like. <laughs> <laughs> Koala falling out of a tree again. There's a horrible botch up on the rampway. Did you see yeah. it here? I wrote a really, really descriptive thing here. 
Horrible bots where Big Show grabs Del Rio and slips and accidentally derives Del Rio's face and chest into the cement. Yep. Then they're like, I think it was a DDT. What was this? And Cole on commentary, I swear this is the verbiage he used, Big Show just splung Del Rio's head into the floor. (laughs) What tormentous words. (laughs) Spling has splung here tonight, like... Big Show uses the light tube. This is CZW. <laughs> Show climbs the set. It's like, I love the, the trickery here because he climbs the set. They're like, oh, Big Show, whoa, he's climbing the set. And the camera's like, whoa. And then like, it zooms out. He's literally three feet off the ground. It's like, you know, fucking one rope off. Like, <laughs> Guys, there's loads of hot lava and snakes down there. I gotta be careful. And of course, who takes the bump? It's fucking Del Rio yeah. going off the set, choke slam through a table. Jesus Christ! The uh, the sea chants get all out of sync with each other mm. around this point. They sound like the seagulls from Finding Nemo. See, 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 Big Show staring down, looking at Del Rio. Big Show looking like a valiant gladiator, because all gladiators get gassed, sweaty, and wear camouflage. Alberto Del Rio is like Kevin on the weekend because he's up at nine. (laughs) There you go. Thank you very much. The KO punch gets avoided. JBL keeps interrupting Cole's call to say, Brilliant! 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 If you're going to interrupt someone, at least say the word right. (laughs) Ricardo Rodriguez gets laid out by the big show and show goes to run over Del Rio and smashes through the barricade. OMG moment. Yeah. Yeah. Made even better by JBL shouting, Get up, giant. <laughs> Get up, giant. <laughs> Get up, giant. It's like the end of a really sad children's animated Get movie. Up, giant. Get up, giant. Come on. We gotta go get up the beat. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's a giant there. <laughs> it's great. It's like JR, except much cheaper and way more annoying. <laughs> A million chair shots over and over and over. A really sick one onto Big Show's arm. And uh, Big Show gets caught on the stairs and he slams the chair over mm. it. They really are pushing the boundaries here at this point. It's like, yeah, it's PG. But we can kind of do stuff that's still like, whoa. It still and, looks like it's not PG, but it really is. Yeah, it doesn't feel like... I felt like a lot of times in 2011 that they were really constrained in this PG box. And the guys were struggling to do certain types of mm. matches. Mm. And then you kind of look at Extreme Rules 2012 where they just broke the rules and here where they're just coming up with more creative ways. I really yeah. like it. Dario uses a fire extinguisher. At this point, I expected Crash Holly to appear and pin Big Show to win the 24-7 <laughs> World Heavyweight Championship. Ricardo Rodriguez, the face, duct tapes Big Show's foot to the top rope. Duct tape! Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Ah, <laughs> uh, quit! Alberto <laughs> <laughs> uh, Dario uses the cross arm breaker. Big Show, what a fucking jabroni he cat. Yeah. He looks so bad because he's in the cross arm breaker. He's like, <laughs> like he wants to sit up, but there's so much shit and undigested meat in his large intestine uh. that's made his torso solid and turgid, like a plant that sucked up too much water. He's like, and if he's got if he's got a reach there, shit's gonna come out his ears. <laughs> so Del Rio wins because Big Show can't do a sit up basically, and he's crying as well. <laughs> I got distracted when Del Rio holds up the belt because there's a big old Dazzler sign. Oh, and nice! I, and I forgot that the Dazzler 
Dazzler existed, yeah. so it just flooded my memories full of Daniel Bryan. Do a as bonus the episode on Saturday morning slams. We absolutely. Should. Mick Foley was the general manager, yeah. sure. Ten Count Del Rio obviously wins that one, and you know what? This is fucking awesome. Yeah. I love this. Yeah, yeah, it was so entertaining. Bullshit feud, but as a match, really good match. Like, it's so interesting when you are going back and looking at these things, like, trying to watch something within the context, you can never really give it a fair assessment, I don't think, because mm. I remember us not being mad on this match because, you know, at the time, uh, show, turning heel, yeah. Del Rio, turning face. But if you look at it here, just out of context, it's like, objectively, here's a guy making a giant look like a giant and getting over with new offense, and it was a kick-ass match. Yeah, really good. You know, wow, it's the better of the two last men standing matches they've done this month. But, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, awesome, I love this. Backstage, Matt Stryker with the Dream Team. It's Dolph Ziggler, AJ Lee, and Large E Bigston. This is Big E Langston, reporting live from the Royal Rumble pay-per-view. So Dolph, the WWE Universe would like to know, what are your plans after you win it all here tonight? Great question, Big E, and thanks for asking. Yeah, yeah, after I win the Royal Rumble match, and oh, by the way, set the record for longest ever entrant in a Royal Rumble match, whatevs, I'm gonna do something no one else has ever done before. I'm gonna cash in my Money in the Bank contract, win the world title, go on to WrestleMania and win the WWE Championship and unify the world and WWE Championship on the biggest and grandest stage of them all. Show. These guys were going to get a big, big, big push. Feels like it, doesn't it? Yeah. These guys were apparently in line. The plan at one point was to do like Ziggler champion, AJ women's champion, Big E, like intercontinental US champion. These were going to be like the golden boys. Yeah. So funny to think like that they're planning a stable here and then the Shield basically go and do do that better than they ever would have. All three of these guys like... No one remembers this act particularly. No! Like, no one really thinks about this. It's like, oh, do you remember when Big E and AJ and Dolph were together? Like, it's not a deal at all. It's so random. Yeah. Like, it's a universe mode jumble. Like, yeah. why is Big E there? They never explained why Big E he was there. He just turned up one day. He did. He, he came out of NXT, mm-hmm. having been beaten for the NXT Championship, and he was just there. Yeah. This was, like, before... Like this, because this is one of the first calls from NXT, I guess. And if you weren't in the Shield, your plan for you was just, I don't know, do whatever, show up a TV. We'll see. Yeah, I will say though, as random as this like three people is, they're all really good. AJ yeah. does a really good promo. Oh yeah, like, Big E. Like even though this is different, Big E back then by himself being a bodyguard, he's still really funny and does the whole "I'm here with Dolph Ziggler" and rings. I like does a little interview. It's so like, weird though. Yeah, a bit, but different at least. Like really unusual. And then you get Ziggler doing like a really fiery promo about how he's going to cash in money in the bank and then go to WrestleMania and win both belts and unify them on the biggest stage. It like, actually felt at this moment in time, at least it sounds mad, but like it's, it sounds mad saying it now, but like it felt like that conceivably yeah, could have happened. it did. Because when you think about it, it's like that actually feels like what a WrestleMania moment is meant to be. And like he's got the money in the bank and he's pretty over. So yeah, let's do that. But please. like who else has been pushed as like a proper heel? Yeah. You know, anyone new, like, other than, no, it's, it's him. You got, yeah. you got CM Punk and that's it. CM but. Punk and The Big Show are the two top heels in the company at yeah. this moment in mm. time. So it makes sense that you got a young guy who's going to get a big push. 
fucking none of this happens no, now. Not even close. And it's so sad as well when you see this, like, everything about this has been forgotten. Like, AJ and Adolf being paired, you know, AJ and Big E, and even him going, show off. That never got over. No. Like, big show offs as a tag team. <laughs> well, I'm here to show the world. I'm here to show. Big show. <laughs> Ziggler is drawn number one in the Rumble here tonight and he basically saying he loves that he's drawn number one because he gets to prove that he's the best mm. and he's going to win it from number one. And it's really funny because just as uh, Matt Stryker goes, well, only two people have won it from number one before. AJ immediately cuts yeah. him off because AJ knows Stryker's about to go and Chris Benoit should be in the Hall of Fame. <laughs> obviously, like, you know. So, you know, he, she knows like she's keeping the business safe for another week. They chat with the Royal Rumble participants. Not surprisingly, the past three Royal Rumble winners have all been non-Americans. And tonight, that streak continues. But past winners like Edge, Alberto Del Rio, and especially Sheamus, just pale in comparison to the greatest United States champion, Imlanfolk, Antonio Cesaro. Wabam! Anybody that thinks they got a leg up on the primetime players in this Royal Rumble match. Ain't nobody got time for that. Yeah, ain't nobody got time for that. Because y'all know that winning this Royal Rumble match for the primetime players means... Let's do it, baby! Oh, millions of dollars. 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 Tonight's my kind of night. In the Royal Rumble, there are no friends, no partners, no allies. That's just the way I Tonight, I need this win. I need it, and I'm gonna take it. 29 other superstars, we all share the same goal, but every one of those folk has got a target on my back. Well, I say rumble, young man, rumble, with a ticket to WrestleMania on the line. At the end of the night, you will realize the champ here. I've already restored credibility to this. But tonight, I restore credibility to an event that hasn't had a real winner in a long time. Tonight, for the first time ever, the Intercontinental Champion wins the Royal Rumble match. Because nobody can stop the great Barrett Barrage. Hell yeah. You know, most superstars, past and present, have never won a Royal Rumble match. Let alone two. So what makes me think that I can win the Royal Rumble match two years in a row? And if need be, I've got 29 bros for 29 superstars. Because as far as I'm concerned, it's the Royal Rumble and the time for talking is over. Because tonight, it's time to fight. Who says I'm not the best in the world? I'm not the world's largest athlete. I sure as hell don't eat fruity pebbles. I'm not gonna have a pint after the match. Every 90 seconds, a new superstar enters the fight. I say, feed me more. Another superstar, feed me more. Another superstar, feed me more. I thought they really could have pushed Tout here. Yes, you yeah. Know, tout in if you're entering the Royal Rumble here. If you tout, you can be in the Royal Rumble. Yeah, please, 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 please use it. It's so funny. This is like what? This is 
five months since Raw 1000 and they've went a oh, complete 180 they'll on give a fuck about yeah. Tau or WWE Active it ain't rocking all night long tonight <laughs> folks it's rocking in the fucking ground Cesaro says he's gonna win Wabam! Hoopa! Hoopa! Like this, like this, like this. A dang it, a dang handing is dang it, 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 dang as we think oh, it is. I'm putting Bass Rootin on my universe mode when I get home. Oh, <laughs> Jesus Christ almighty. The primetime players, I remember how fucking much I love these boys. Yes. I forgot about millions of dollars. 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 We were so into this at the time. Do you remember the three of us drunk on pints like outside Riley's at four? I love this. Same. So good. I always had a soft spot for Big Titus from NXT. Like, make it a win. Like, all your people out there know some of y'all have cancer. Make it a win. Get out of here, Titus. <laughs> Fuck off. Like, you're eliminated. <laughs> but some of y'all can get out of here. <laughs> but him and Darren, like, I love when guys who struggle and then they meet a tag partner or mm-hmm. someone they're in a feud with and it's just... It, it clicks. Yeah, we it can brings, help each other out. Yeah, it brings yeah. something out. Because Darren Young, fucking Nexus, was the most boring lad yeah. ever. The man uh, charisma forgot. Seriously. <laughs> and then him and Titus, and all of a sudden you got these two lads. All the stuff they did on like NXT Redemption, these two were hysterically funny. Like There was a weird thing where like Darren kept trying to get a date, and he was like really terrible at it. He like, bought like some of the pot and plants. Like, <laughs> like, no, I'm not going out with you. He's like, what? I got us tables at McDonald's. Come on! Like, a big plan. I love it. So, primetime players, very entertaining here. They're entering the Royal Rumble tonight. Wade Barish says he's restored credibility to the Intercontinental Championship. Sure. Everyone. Everyone in 2012 and 2013 who was a heel, who won that belt, made it their business mm. to restore credibility. The reason why that belt is white is because Cody Rhodes said he wanted to make it back like the old belt to restore credibility. Miz, early on in the year, also said that he was going to restore credibility. And here's Wade Barrett claiming, exactly, you've done nothing. No, the more you talk nothing. about it, the worse it feels. Like, Absolutely. can't you're, keep saying that. You're trapped in the Matrix, Wade. You don't even know it. <laughs> you've taken the wrong coloured pill. How are you? It's Seamus. <laughs> Seamus she- says that. How like, are you? He, he, he says that n- no one has really won the Rumble more than once. He like suggests that he's <laughs> going to be the first person to win it more than once. He's like, have you seen the people who've won the Rumble? No, like? he's saying he's going to be the first person to win it back to back, year at right. one year. Because Austin won it '98. And he won it. Oh, wait, no, oh Austin, no, he did do it back to back. He did. Austin he did won it back to back. Yeah. Either way, it would be nothing original if Sheamus did it. It's not for the first time at all. Can like. you imagine there were people at the time who were saying that there were parallels between Sheamus and Stone Cold Steve Austin? <laughs> Jesus Christ. Come here to me. We've got 29 brogues for 29 superstars. <laughs> got a big suitcase filled <laughs> with shoes. 29 <laughs> shoes. <laughs> These are all Sheamus ones the cobbler. <laughs> and I've done 29 souls for 29 holes for the 29 souls and the shoes that will fit in those. Uh, fucking rubbish. How are you? You're not allowed to say How dare you? I would love a Sheamus to start here. We're going, come here to me. <laughs> Out of here now, look at No, he didn't do any of that though, did he? 
This is good to shame us. Why do you make Stone Cold a baddie? I didn't like that now myself. Ryback, I'm not the best in the world. I sure as hell don't eat fruity pebbles. I'm not going for a pint after this. I'm not the best in the world. You're not the best. You don't eat fun cereal and you don't even have the crack. Fuck off. <laughs> I don't know. Even Chris Benoit said he'd go for a pint of Guinness after the house show we saw. Him. No, fuck off. Ryback is being pushed as a big guy here. Yeah, no, I remember, like, if it wasn't going to be John Cena this year, even though it was blatantly going to be John Cena, if it wasn't going to be him, it felt like it would have to be Ryback. Yeah. Yeah, and I, that's fucking shite as well. It's <laughs> terrible. That's way worse. It was the lesser of two evils, though, I thought. I would have sooner, much sooner had Ryback than In hindsight, Cena. no, I'm glad Cena went over Ryback, mate. All right, Ryback. all I'll tell you about this here is that this promo here, we're on the road to Ryback in jeans, no top, and a leather vest. Standing on top of an ambulance going, Ryback rules! <laughs> so it's all good in my book, you know, as long as we get there. It's the destination of the journey, lads. Yeah. You know? I just can't look at Ryback in any way now without just thinking of Paul Heyman kissing him on the cheek. Oh, the little kiss. <laughs> the big guy. Pick it up. <laughs> Coming up next, Team Road Scholars versus Team Hell No. Remember back in 2012 and 13 where everything was a team? Yeah. 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 Actual teams. I am so nostalgic for this, even though it was only four years ago. I have such fond memories of both these teams. Yeah. And this just being a really fun time in the tag team division. By doing episodes on Kane and also Daniel Bryan for How To Wrestling and focusing on some of the Team Hell No stuff absolutely this stuff is not nostalgia it's not, I know it's weird saying nostalgia for a few years ago yeah. but look at Raw 1000 we thought that was good mm. but Team Hell No is one of the best fucking things ever that they do. I love it so yeah. much Team Hell No is great it almost feels like just a stroke of good luck because it kind of feels like WWE can't have intentionally made such a good thing it was just like well, we'll, we'll put Brian and Kane together and see what happens well, look at Brian and, it turned and Kane. Out miraculously like, like at WrestleMania 28 both of them Kane Boring. Mm-hmm. So boring. Randy. Like boring and that worrying kind of boring where it's like you pull the trigger and like now I'm proper Monster Kane. Oh no, I'm still boring. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And you got Daniel Bryan being jobified out in like two seconds. And like a few months later, just everything that I love about wrestling. Odd couple tag team. Both guys getting each other over. The hilarity that these two had with those segments. Like I really firmly think... One of the things that made the three of us like just fall in love solidly with watching week to week. I remember when these anger management segments were going on. Mm-hmm. That had us glued to the screen. Mm. A reason to watch Raw, like yeah. genuinely, rather than just watching pay per views, you would watch Raw to see Team Hell Now. Absolutely, to see what they were up to. Daniel like. Bryan and Kane in the in the cafe doing when Harry met <laughs> yeah. Sally. Fucking I'll have what they're having. So fucking Daniel good. Bryan going, Kane is super smelly <laughs> to a, a rap beat. Like, it's just glorious. Uh, I fucking adore it. And the parallels as well with Xbox and Kane from the Attitude Era. Like yeah. it's I, I love looking and comparing these two because it's a similar thing. It's like two guys coming together who initially hate each other. Mm-hmm. One of them like helps the guy do something he's never done before. Xbox making Kane speak. Daniel Bryan making Kane like hug people and yeah. making him human. Yeah. Yeah, and like, I just thought that was so brilliant. I love that it kind of went different ways because in like the case of X-Pac and Kane, they had a really depressing end. I thought Team Hell No, I never, even though they broke up, it never had the kind of like a real depressing, miserable end to it. No. It kind of felt like it just kind of ended its course. And it had to because Brian was getting so over. By the time that it did end, everyone was like, yeah, I'm happy with the ending because now Brian will hopefully get a bit of a chance. Like, 
The only downside to all of the Team Hell No stuff is that I'm pretty sure that JBL had a bet to see how many times he could say, Dr. Shelby! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I attempted to count the number of Dr. Shelby <laughs> references. Uh, let's do a little bit of uh, Kevin's uh, Dr. Shelby is right. How many instances do you think they said Dr. Shelby on the show tonight? Did um, you actually keep track? Or did I, you I estimate. Count? I lost count, but I, I, I'm well, within a plus or five. Yeah, okay. I'm going to say 26. Okay, Billy. I'm going to say... Ooh, I'm going to go for 30. Okay. So, so close to you, but I think a bit more. 34 was what the number Jesus. I came up with in the end. And this is a 10-minute match. Oh, this is... I, didn't try, I will say that's throughout the entire show. Oh, okay. So he's still talking about Shelby. Like, oh, yeah, later time. on. It's okay. non-stop. Yeah. Even, in, even when Kane and Daniel Bryan aren't even there. <laughs> and the thing is, on Raw as well, like, years after this, like, lads, you have to understand, every time JBL goes, Dr. Shelby's a fucker! Yeah, anytime you do that, back home, the part-time actor who plays Dr. Shelby goes... <gasps> He, th- he thinks, oh. am I going to be asked back? No, oh, you're not, God. though, are you? You're not going to be asked back. And they keep mentioning him. They keep re- He's going to go out and do AMAs and think, oh, the phone's oh. going to ring. And then Daniel gets uh, retired, and he's thinking, well, maybe, maybe they'll ask me back anyway. They're not, though, are they? But JBL will keep going, Dr. Shelby! Dr. Shelby's a Dr. Shelby, Maggle! Oh. Dr. Shelby! Stop saying it. Stop, you're getting his hopes up. You'll only be obsessed. He'll be in the Hall of Fame one day anyway. Uh, I do think he's one of the best, like, side characters in wrestling. Oh, yeah, yeah. Non-wrestling personality. It's absolutely brilliant. I I, like even Harold in those segments as well. Uh, Scorpio Sky, he's an indie wrestler. Like, they they kicked ass on on, on all fronts. I love when WWE gets an outside hire like that because they get someone like Dr. Shelby who's really good. Or do you remember when Rusev had his lawyer there that time? The the, the the fucking guy's accent. Yeah, the weird guy. My name. (laughs) (laughs) Just from like South Carolina. I did not come all the way from Biloxi, Kentucky to be here tonight (laughs) with Rusev and Lana. (laughs) Cody Rhodes and his beautiful mustache. Oh, Cody's mustache. I had a mustache at this point in time as well, Mm -hmm. as referenced by that picture that we had. And I can tell you, I felt very much like me and Cody were on the same wavelength. He's got a good mustache right there. He's got a beautiful look full stop. The baby blue tights. Oh, yeah. trim. Oh, he looks fucking classy as hell tonight. It's got face written all over it. Yeah, it does. It does. I love that, like, Cody kind of just had this little weird side turn because I mean he really like after WrestleMania 28 I think they kind of chastised they kind of castrated that character a little bit and it's cool to see him find something that worked as well here Damien Sandow as I've said previously one of my favourite gimmicks ever Mm -hmm. yeah Mike Tyson is a vegan really I've tried to look up about this now because they, they, they're saying, oh, the world's toughest vegan. And they go, oh, you know, Mike Tyson's a vegan. Yeah. I looked, there's an interview with, from Oprah in like 2013 where he said he's a vegan. And then there's another interview where he says that he's not a vegan. But I don't know if he's still a vegan. I thought that that was just a setup because they were going to make a joke about he's vegan, but he still eats ears or something. But they never followed up. So I thought that was just a shitty throwaway line. I didn't actually think Mike Tyson was vegan. As becomes very evident later on here, they don't know what a vegan is. <laughs> and they refuse to learn as well. Mexican surfboard stretch to Cody Rhodes, mm. a.k.a. the secret handshake for awesome wrestlers to let everyone know we're awesome and we know it. <laughs> yeah. And as he puts him in the Mexican surfboard stretch, King with a timely reference... Brian Wilson would be proud of that one. There are so many references to music in this match. It's not just this. There's a reference to Elvis. 
there's another reference to music. They just they're just talking about music. The Do you reckon they have a bet going or something for how many bands they can slip in there or something like that? Like the, be- the, the best one for that is still uh, William Regal and NXT doing an entire two-minute spiel, which is just made up of song titles by the Smiths. Yeah. Where he just does a whole diagram. No, that was Matt Stryker, not... Uh, Matt Stryker would do that to William Regal when he come out. Like. No, I think William Regal did it back to him. Really? Yeah, Regal that's said, what like, I remember as he well. Was, he was talking about talking to one of the divas, NXT divas... And uh, he was just saying, oh, she came up to me and said, oh, this charming man's upset me. And then just kept really? on saying Smith songs. God. I've since William, tried to find it, really it and I can't find it anywhere. Oh. But wow. I remember watching it at the time. William Regal and Matt Stryker, Manic Pixie Dream Wrestling personalities. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go listen to Smith's Dancing in the Rain. It's what I deserved. If only we had those tonight, though, because these guys, not only are they talking about music, they're just bickering about who's the best commentary team on Raw and SmackDown. <laughs> and and none of them. at one point, Cole is slagging off SmackDown, and he's like, well, the real problem is the other guy, uh, um, Josh. Like, he literally forgets Josh Matthews. And, and King doesn't know that JBL <laughs> even commentates, because King oh. famously has never watched SmackDown, not even the ones that he's on. I love as well when they do the Brian Wilson reference, that it is, it's quiet, and then Michael Cole just goes... Beach Boys. <laughs> <laughs> like, it comes some points, like, when, when my dad, like, that's how my dad will react. Like, if I make a reference to something and he recognises it, he just says it. He just yeah. says it. Yeah, thing, so yeah. it's kind of like, if you correctly identify the reference, it's the same as contributing to the discussion. That's banter, like, you know? So, Beach Boys. Yes, good work there. Brian is so fucking over on this. Big kicks, big dives. Mm. He gets huge chance, big yeses. And he's doing no at the moment, but you can tell... Like, how much Brian has gotten into the hearts and minds of these fans here. He is so the next guy. It's obvious even here. Their vegan chat is really infuriating on commentary. They actually ask, if you drink goat's milk, does this mean you're vegan? Of course it does! (sighs) No, lads, you're wrong. what it is. And then, uh, this is literally like old dads stumbling through the modern age. What's an emoji, man? Oh, no! (laughs) I tried to Snapchat and pay my electric bill, but I didn't work. (laughs) Old men. King defends Tom Selleck references that are being made. And Jesus, lad, shut the fuck up with your ancient references. Brian kept isolated by Cody and Damien. And Cole, with great analysis here, the class book, classroom, textbook s- style. <laughs> class, book. class book. Cla- <laughs> textbook, class book right there, lads. Hot tag to Kane, which was missed because there was a replay. Mm-hmm. What kind of hot tag is that on the Nando's scale when they miss it? Like The kind where they've just ha- you go to Nando's and they don't have any Nando's sauce whatsoever. It's like, here's some plain chicken for you today. <laughs> I was going to say, it's like you've gone to the little table to get your sauces and you drop it on the way back God, to the table. No. That's what it felt like. <laughs> I thought it was is that you've accidentally eaten in a harvester beside the Nando's. <laughs> the, <laughs> the Nando's was so small, obscured by the replay, you didn't see it and you it's, thought... It, when you look at the receipt, you're like, oh shit, wrong place. You're kind of eating it all and going, oh, this is what Nando's does is now what we do get though is with this hot tag Kane comes in hot on Sando and he is generous with the grunts like mm. the proper Kane like kind yeah, of yeah, yeah. and we get our grunt of the night when Kane does a sidewalk slam to Damien Sando and goes shat 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 Kane goes up top misses his big clothesline on Sando Sando replies with the Odd-looking swinging neckbreaker. Great move name there. <laughs> Double suplex to Kane, but Brian gets in the blind tag. Brian and Kane clean house. Yes, I mean no luck to <laughs> Cody Rhodes. Ball game. Team Hell No win. Mm-hmm. So JBL has been doing ball game for the last. 
four years, it seems. Yeah, I thought it was a more recent thing, but Jesus Christ, he's been trying to get that over for some time. I like Team Hell No. I will say, I was always ashamed that Cody and Damien never got the tag belts because I thought these two had a great little mm. thing going here. Mm. But Team Hell No, awesome. Love them. Over. Great. Brilliant. Many stars of love. Next, it's time for a video package and our Royal Rumble because this year it really is all about the numbers. You know, they say all men are created equal, but you look at me and you look at small Joe and you can see that statement is not true. See, normally if you go one-on-one with another wrestler, you got a 50-50 chance of winning. But I'm a genetic freak and I'm not normal. So you got a 25% at best at beating me. And then you add Kurt Angle to the mix, your chances of winning drastically go down. See, the three-way at sacrifice, you got a 33 and a third chance of winning. But I, I got a 66 and two-thirds chance of winning because Kurt Angle knows he can't beat me and he's not even going to try. So, Samoa Joe, you take your 33 and a third chance minus my 25% chance and you got an eight and a third chance of winning at sacrifice. But then you take my 75% chance of winning if we used to go one-on-one and then add 66 and two-thirds percents, I got 141 and two-thirds chance of winning at sacrifice. See, Joe, the numbers don't lie and they spell disaster for you at sacrifice. Right, is there a statistic more underwhelming than 58% of the people who have won the Rumble have won the championship? That's shit! Burying the Rumble, like, it's a waste of time even trying, because you're probably not going to win it anyway. Like, um, my least favourite one, which they do every year, is just counting the amount of people who have gone to watch the Royal yeah. Rumble They didn't do this up. on the pay-per-view this year. I think they've finally given up on that. Yeah. Like, it was, like, I remember when we saw this... We were like, whoa, it's all about the numbers because they've done it for a few years. We love stats because we love wrestling so much. But every year it's kind of like, this year, it's all about the numbers. This year, over 93 and 4,000. <laughs> you know, it's just like dubbing the lady saying a new bit. And it's yeah. just the same bit every year. Like, hmm, not everyone who enters into the Royal Rumble has such a good time. Yeah. Santino Morello, of course, the Warlord. Yeah, <laughs> for 20 years, the Warlord. For 20 years, the Royal Rumble. Fuck off. 457 big shows. <laughs> <laughs> Lucky number 27. Oh. We're not very good at creatively booking finishes to the Royal Rumble, <laughs> as is no more evidence than the 27th spot. Backstage, Kane and Daniel Bryan get their penis jokes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I love the way everyone, like, it's a laugh of recognition. And I don't like that. And it was like, of course, we've all shown our penises. Yeah, we've all been with a friend and done the whole, you show me mine. Have we? Yeah, we've all done <laughs> that. Speak for yourselves. <laughs> Knobs and trousers, that's where I was brought up to believe. That's just me, though. That's because you're Catholic, mate. I love Team <laughs> Hell No, but... You can't help with segments like this to notice how awkward Kane's acting is. Yeah. Like, yeah, because that's likely. Like, it sounds like <laughs> Troy Shrew or yeah. something. Like. False. Kane <laughs> will be entering the Royal Rumble number 14. <laughs> it's not as good as Farouk being like, remember when he did it with Bradshaw? He's like, I think I'm going to need to have two beers tonight. <laughs> <laughs> that's quite a big penis. I got to look at a couple of penises before I go out there tonight. <laughs> Coming up next. It's the Rumble Royale with cheese. You know what they put on fries in Holland? TNA. I seen them drain them in that shit, man. It's my best joke I've got here tonight. So if you don't like that, you can just switch off now. <laughs> Number one, it's Dolph Ziggler 
JBL is so bad. I'm sorry, I just keep writing down in my notes over and over again. JBL is so bad. He is. Ziggler cuts a little bit of a promo. Love that. I love a rumble mm. that starts off with a little promo. Mm. Anytime thing. anyone can like vocalize in a rumble, like when Punk that year where he started yeah. converting people and all that, I love it. And mm. Ziggler, God, he comes off like such a star here, you know? There's no way he could be healed for another few months. Like, you mm. just know that he's going to get turned really well, soon. Just looking at this, kind of going, wow, they really fucked this up, didn't yep. they? Like, Drop the ball. Chris Jericho's in at number two. Generic babyface Chris Jericho. Uh, yeah. Him and Ziggler had feuded. He was basically ousted from the company by Ziggler at SummerSlam in a feud that really was the first of many of Jericho's instances where he was like, oh, I'll come in, I'll work with this guy and I'll get him over. Yeah. And you look at Jericho and Ziggler, Jericho and Bray Wyatt, Jericho and Ryback, three swings and three giant misses. Yeah. Those are three feuds that stank to fucking high heavens. And it was always diminishing returns because it was that pattern of Jericho being like, I'm going to come back for six months, I'm going to work with a new guy, then I'm going to go on tour again. Then I'll come back for six... And like, every time he did it, the pop was smaller and smaller because it's like, Jericho's back again! Like, third year in a row, he's come back. Like, it's not special when you keep making returns. It only... It's actually funny that the current run he's doing now, it only kind of worked because the current character is based off of you know, diminishing returns. Yeah, it actually started to play into his character finally. So thank God it worked out for him in the end because I was worried that this was going to be his career from now on. It just felt like this was like Mankind in late 99 trying to get like Val Venus over and the Hollies over and the Dudleys. He's like, how come I can't do it? It's because it doesn't mean as much as you think it does. Yeah, it's really just unfortunate. And what's really sad as well is Jericho and Dolph have got great chemistry and they tear the house down here and Jericho gets you still got a chance. Mm. Like, we chanted, you still got it at Ricky Steamboat at WrestleMania 25, yeah. like, because he was an old man coming out of retirement. And Jericho, who is looking a little bit older here, when he turns to the crowd with a big smile going, I never lost it! Stop chanting that! <laughs> Stop it! No, I'm a young, I'm a young man still, please! He was in a WWE title match eight months ago. Yeah. Like, he, of, course of course he, he still, still has it. it. Like, number three, Cody Rhodes. As Shawn Michaels once said, you'll see strange alliances in this match. Did anyone pick up on this bullshit that they were doing here on commentary tonight in the Rumble? Giving quotes to Shawn Michaels. And other wrestlers. Bret Hart once said that each entrance changes the entire complexity of the event. No, he didn't. (laughs) You know, Bret Hart once said, is this what you're having me say tonight? <laughs> oh, okay. I, no, you know, Bret Hart once said, you're like the Mexican. You know, <laughs> you know, Stone Cold Steve Austin once said, the Royal Rumble really is all about the numbers. Do you know that over 4,000 tons of humanity has entered the Royal Rumble for 20 long years? <laughs> That's the 427 war- big shows. <laughs> <laughs> the Warlord's record for me. <laughs> Come up with your quotes yourselves, but don't make out like legends are sitting yeah. around talking about the fucking complexities of the Royal Rumble match. Would it not make you as a commentator seem smarter if you just said that quote instead of saying that it was someone else that said it? Like, it's JBL can be like, I've, telling. I've been in many Royal Rumbles. JBL, King have both been in like yeah. nine rumbles. Let me tell you, it changes the complexity. No, you don't have to do that. You just apparently you say Bret Hart said it, and therefore it means something. Right? You know, guys, we're all work for WWE, so sometimes we get to hear what the wrestlers say. <laughs> and I wrote down some of them, and here Steve Austin says the Rumble is his favorite match. <laughs> you, the Rock once said about the Royal Rumble, "I've never seen so many wrestlers." There's 
has to be at least two dozen of, three <laughs> what and again main event match resume oh I should enter that I, 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 do you want to win it Rock I'd love to the match uh, is going on <laughs> <laughs> Kofi Kingston comes out with fireworks mm. some really cool rubber band man spots by Kofi he gets thrown into the ropes and he like literally bounces off them with his neck and his shoulders love it Santino Morella, number five, struts to the ring. He clears the ring, but eliminates no one. Yeah. Mm. He dons his little sock. The cobra. Yeah. is the cobra, and he gets eliminated straight away. And I love most about it that Santino, as he's walking away, does the Charlie Brown walk. Yeah. <laughs> it's <all> really <laughs> good. Miserably sad, like. Number six, it's three men B's, Drew McIntyre. Yay. Not featured here, Drew McIntyre's heart, because it's not in it. Now, I don't know if I'm misremembering this, but I've, from what I recall, 3MB is one of the least over gimmicks I've ever seen, like, since the oddities. It's like three lads who worked really hard and were given nothing and, like... Would get silent reactions every night. Yeah, it, it was never an over... Like, they were entertaining lads, but, like, Drew McIntyre always just is like, he does not want to be there. Yeah. Like, Drew McIntyre, what he's doing here when he's coming out in his 3MB outfit and his little shitty 3MB sign he's holding up, he's literally just visualising his TNA run. That yeah. That's all he's yeah, doing here, like... He's He's just doing, he's got a vision board backstage, and that's all he's <laughs> counting down the days here. Tyus O'Neill comes out number seven. He wants Darren, lol. He clumsily clears house. There's some, like, Kofi does some really lame slaps on him as well. It's just like, <laughs> so, like, just like, eh, eh. Tyus really has that Mark Merrow, I am worried because there are too many people in the ring. Usually there's only two of us. You yeah, know, yeah, what's, what's going on here, like, you know? Y2J triangle drop kicks and eliminates Drew McIntyre. Number eight, huge reaction. Pop oh, of the rumble. Oh, yes. Moment of the rumble. Goldust comes out. Mm-hmm. And I love it. There is no like pre-built story other than these two are brothers. And he comes out and straight away, him and Cody lock eyes. That look, money. Yeah. Fucking glorious. The match we never got. Yeah. Ugh. Never got it. Well, we if, did, but it was fucking dreadful and it had a really botched ending. And did so we like, get it? Yeah, I don't even remember it, us it getting happened, it. It happened on a B pay per view. It was meant to set up a WrestleMania match, but the ending was so blown that management were just like, oh, we'll never do that again. So they mm. just dropped it. The yeah, they did they, Stardust versus Goldust and it was just, uh, it was nothing. It was Awful. sloppy. The only time to have done it would have been here. Yeah. Because yeah. when he came out and he had that reaction, that is like, uh, oh shit, we're excited because this could lead to something. WrestleMania, WrestleMania. Yeah. and these two have such fire and Cody does like one of Goldust moves straight yes. away and then Goldust does it right back to him and say like, oh god love it I will say the chance of Goldust gave me feels yeah yeah. he is more I think about it one of my all time favourites I think yeah, you definitely. think about not just his longevity but how many times he's used the same character but still managed to bring new life to it and make himself better than he it's was before. he's managed to bounce back like. Yeah. You know, it's it's not every day you see a guy who's in their 50s in better shape than they were in their 20s. And he's had his fair share of problems as he well has. over the years but he's done really well and oh god, he is so brilliant. Oh, what I love about seeing this is that this is the first of kind of, you know, his recurring appearances and he gets brought on full time and yeah. he really just it's a one of the nicest stories in wrestling and it kind of you need to see those types of stories don't you where a guy just fucking comes back because it's very easy to look at the company and kind of go oh they're very inhuman they don't give a shit about people and when you see people like Goldust yeah. really get yeah. their shit together and get a second chance and make the most of it and there's hope for the other guys that yeah. are in their 50s now it's like. lovely to see that it really yeah. is 
Number nine, David Otongo comes out. Who cares? Oh, in, fucking hell. In a terribly, terribly apropos moment, the second Otunga appeared on screen, my network crashed. <laughs> Literally, the app, it said, serious fatal error. Please restart the application. Fucking David Otunga has come out. <laughs> Coles enjoying his record book. He's got all the facts here. And he literally says, hang on a minute. I need to check my record book. Oh, for fuck's sake. Hacksaw Jim Duggan. Do you remember his old uh, famous phrase he used to say? He says that you get in a corner, you protect yourself, and you got to get out of harm's way. It wasn't, though, was it? Ho. That's what, well, that's that's what, what he that, says. That, that, it, Ho's actually him saying that line just really fast. <laughs> Just he's condensing down into, oh! into, a, into a singularity. <laughs> I'm going to give you a roll, rumble roll really quickly. Oh! <laughs> Number 10, Heath Slater. Heath with his, I'm 11 years old and I'll get whatever jeans I want, yeah. mom jeans. Did you hear what Cole said about Heath? No. The Axl Rose of 3MB, Heath Slater. <laughs> what a fucking burial, man. <laughs> the Axl Rose. I really you should call his finisher Chinese. Was it Chinese, Chinese democracy? Because he never hits it. <laughs> <laughs> and when he finally does, people are like, <laughs> We waited for that. We drove 2,000 miles for that. <laughs> Number 11. How are you? It's Seamus. He clears house properly. He's like the only person. It's like a third the way through the rumble we've had like two eliminations the only one who actually gets to come in and like clear house gets a spotlight is Seamus yeah like if you look at the rumbles the last two years it's been you come out finisher big spot and then you either get eliminated or you, you draw it out sit down everyone else coming out here is kind of like here I am I'll just go over here not get in yeah. the way Seamus is like one of the two or three guys who gets a showcase here. very telling very very strange he eliminates both Titus O'Neil and David Otunga. he uses uh, Otunga as a weapon to <laughs> uh, to eliminate Titus which I did enjoy uh, I love as well like Titus O'Neil and David Otunga both getting Seamus's uh, beat to the bear on like mm. I think need, that's the hardest either of those lads have been hit in a match like <laughs> ever like they did not like it one bit <laughs> everyone gangs up on the Irish lads typical number 12 Sky Oro Papai it's, uh, it's only Lord Tenzai. Out of here, let's talk about Tenzai. We're not going to get another chance. <laughs> yeah. This was only four years ago. Yeah. They had a white man dressed as a Japanese character, and they thought it was fine. They thought it was grand. Oh, he's got some tribal tattoos, has he? Yeah, we'll just say that's Japanese then. Well, what happened was, Adam, is that he went over to Japan, and he got ingratiated in the culture. He came back and he was changed in that he'd appropriated a load of Japanese culture for yeah. his own. Yeah, they put makeup on his eyes, though, when he came back. They did. Yes, they did. They did. There's, there's, you can have a character who is like gimmick is he appropriates Eastern culture. Not, Don't give him eyeliner and no. like eyeshadow to no. make him look like that. God, it's shocking, isn't so it? recent. And as well. And he's such a nice guy as well. He's, he's such a like. lovely bloke. You know, he was brought back. He was going to be a top heel. Yeah. Like, he beat John Cena. Clean. 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 Yeah. This is the start of Cena's bad year, like, and, like, he got beaten clean by Tenzai. And they did all these things with John Laurinaitis talking cryptically to Punk about, oh, a storm is coming, and Tenzai is Japanese for storm. So mm. the idea was that Punk and Tenzai was going to be... Can you fucking imagine? Yeah, they slammed the brakes on this so fucking quickly. You had your Albert chance... People can say that's why he didn't get over. 
you could say it didn't get over because it was an awkward as fuck gimmick. Yeah. You could say it didn't get over because no one was going to take this lad serious. It just it never was going to work. I think, honestly, for me at least, the main thing was it was Albert. Because they did vignettes for weeks on Raw, Lord Tenzai is coming. And then when he came out, he had like a big mask on and he takes the mask off. And the second he did that, it was just... <gasps> It's Albert. Like, what the fuck? I, like, I, everyone had the same reaction to I it. I remember we watched that episode of Raw where he debuted oh, together. Shit. And obviously, I didn't know who he was. But as soon as he took off the mask, like, you just exploded into laughter because yeah. it was fucking Albert. It was Albert of all people. <laughs> like. It was A-Train all along. <laughs> I mean, you know, this is how you fucking do the gimmick where they want. Because they wanted to do the thing, like, here comes a former superstar who's been to Japan and it's changed him. Just do like how Heyman booked uh, like Mike Awesome in ECW. It's like, here's a guy, he's been over in Japan and it's a much stronger, harder style mm-hmm. and he's coming over here now. He was never a star here. He's bitter. He's resentful. He had to go over there and fucking kill himself and now he's coming back with a yeah. big paycheck and he's going to fucking shove it down. It was, no, no, you just dress him up in kanji. It's Pretend right. he's someone else now. Fucking awful. And that was the worst thing is that they started off saying... Oh, who is this guy? Mm-hmm. And then week two, it's like, oh yeah, he may recognise him as Albert. Now I think about it, actually. Yeah, this guy was here before. Sorry about that. Wait mm, a second. I think I've... Uh, hang on, let me check the WWE encyclopedia, <laughs> for fuck's sake. Can I say as well, take a drink every time either Dolph Ziggler hangs onto the ropes or that commentary make reference to the fact he's hanging on. <laughs> yeah, they, Seriously, you'll be fucked by the end of this match. There's so many guys who do that, because Ziggler and Jericho both are in this for the long haul, mm. and there's so many times where guys are in it for the long haul, and they don't make reference to it until afterwards when it's over, and I don't know if that is that useful. Like, the last two years, Jericho's been in the Rumble for like nearly a fucking hour, and it's mm. only at, afterwards you find out. Whereas here, you know, they're mentioned every five seconds. It does help Dolph get over, though, because they're like, look... He's here. He's he's still he's here. Still but he's like he said he was. The only time you see stuff of him happening is him being pushed over and him not falling out of the ring. Yeah, that's it's, true. That's all you see of Dolph is him hold him literally hanging on. He he's there because like, he's like just holding on to things. Yeah, it's a low a survivor gimmick to be honest mm, with you. I think, but, but it's a low action rumble, isn't it? Because the ring just filled. I mean, we're not mm. saying much here between entries because lads just come out and yeah. fill up the ring. Number thirteen, Brodus Clay, unenthusiastically jives to the ring. Every day we stray further from God's light. <laughs> <Fucking hell. laughs> Funky's gonna roll. Funky's gonna. Roll. Somebody call my mum over straight further away from God's lights. <laughs> I feel in recent years they've gotten much better utilising like their 30 seconds when they come out. Yes. Like Brodus Clay is like, there's no rush on him. He just mm. kind of comes out, what am I doing here? Like, Cody eliminates Goldust. Huge boo. Mm. The big shit-eating grin on Cody when he realises I've eliminated my brother. Ah, <laughs> I love it so much. Number 14. Ray missed Pummerio. Mm. He looks like a Pummer with his stupid fucking vest. <laughs> the question mark on the back of it. <laughs> Why am I dressed like a plumber? Is it because you look like a plumber now? Because you got a big breechty and a fucking vest? Right. I don't mind people slowing down. Mm. It happens. You can't wrestle in that fast-paced yeah. style all the time. And Ray, you know, in nineties, early nineties, he was doing shit like springboard hurricane runners. Holy mm. fuck! Like flipping into a sunset flip. Yeah, that's all, that's incredible. You can't keep doing that. But I resent when they change moves 
and keep the name yeah. and make out it's the same. Rey Mysterio dropping the dime, but that's not dropping the dime though, is nah, it? That's, that's the same sh- one he's always done, Kevin. It's confusing. You're just remembering it wrong. That's how it's always been. He's as good as ever. <laughs> it's really sad, isn't and it? And no one's ever getting old, <laughs> especially me. The announcers are really bored at this point. Mm. Like, you know, Mysterio hits a six one nine to Dolph and a six one nine to Y two J, but there's no fire. The announcers no. have literally just given up. Six one nine there. They do, they do a semi-decent job of putting him over in Rumble matches. Mm. The guy that's been in the longest, like he's, you know, he's set for life with Royal Rumble. Al um, still always feels so bad for him for the following Royal Rumble when he came out at thirty. <sighs> it's still the most I've ever felt like really sorry. Not for, not you tell fair. me to say this is the reason why Rey Mysterio left the company. Like clearly, <laughs> <laughs> fucking like... booed out the building for not yeah. being Daniel Bryan. Not fair. <laughs> Number fifteen, Darren Young with his shiny knee pads. Brodus Clay gets eliminated by the collective will of the ring, and Tensai gets eliminated by Kofi Kingston. Really cool spot where Kofi comes here now, where yeah. he gets thrown out, lands in Tensai's arms, gets onto the announce table. Everyone thought he was going to die from the announce table yeah. to the ring, but he gets on JBL's chair and bounces away across. Where does it rank in your Kofi elimination spots? I remember at the time was being underwhelmed because he didn't yeah, jump from table to post. That's the thing, because it looks like, oh, that's a big jump. Oh, he's Pogo sticking on a little office chair. And it was a bit awkward. Still fun, but it's not his And still moment. hard. Yeah, yeah. yeah still I difficult. still think my favourite one is when he was running along the, uh, I think it's the one for the following year, wasn't it? The barricade. The barricade. Like yeah. the next year. I think it's the year before because I think, I think this is the start of his ones are, yeah. yeah. Cole with his pulse on the youth of today when Kofi Kingston is standing on the chair. He goes, beam me up, Kofi. Oh, beam me up. Jesus. Because it's just, you know, in Star Trek where they all get on the chairs and they bounce <laughs> off, the, off, the, off the Voyager. Number 16, it's Bo Dallas before they realise that he's intrinsically a creep so they should make him a heel. Yeah, <laughs> I do not understand how this man was the NXT champion. Of all the guys they had on NXT, they thought, this is the one we're going to put on the main roster. It worked in NXT. Yeah, but it it, it only worked after he became... He turned heel. He turned heel. Here, this is like, look at this fiery young baby face. This is before he was inspirational, Bo Dallas. This was just white meat baby face Bo Dallas. You can't be a face if you look that much like Gollum. (laughs) You cannot be a face. Absolutely not. He looks like he's halfway through the transformation from Smeagol to Gollum. I can never (laughs) unsee it. He's he's so shit here. Yeah, like he just comes out and he epitomizes like FCW. Yeah, like yes. this is what you think WWE thinks that new wrestlers should be. Yeah, he's related to some wrestler. He's young. He's fucking like you know he's ten years old. Whatever the fuck it is, looks like a real creep as well. Yeah. I just ne- never liked him here. I didn't like they were pushing him big as a face. Darren Young gets eliminated. Cody eliminates Kofi Kingston again with a big fucking shit and grin on his face. The killer of dreams, Cody Rhodes. <laughs> Number 17, it's the Godfather! Ooh, that pop. JBL and King are so excited, they just shout over each other. So it's great, it's like, here comes the Godfather. (laughs) 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 Oh, Voltaire! And then he's eliminated again, straight away. Pathetic. Yeah. Absolute, why? Yeah, just just to fill up some time. 
you've got to have a surprise at the Royal Rumble, so let's just have him come out and he get looked eliminated. so happy though. He, he did. Fine. He did. Yeah. I think that. Oh well, and his music's still playing. It's the No Mercy. You know, I don't care about the the storyline. I'm kicking everyone out of the Royal Rumble before their music stops playing. <laughs> like you know, he got Perry Saturn AB leg sweep comboed out of the ring very quickly. It was Ziggler that did it as well. So Ziggler and Cody are both being like the dream killers here tonight. JBL with the line of the night. When I grow up, I want to be the Godfather. <laughs> JBL. They're probably like the same age. Same age. You've already grown up. What? <laughs> and you're JBL. What? <laughs> <laughs> and you can't do commentary anymore. Number 18. It's Wade Barrett Barrage with music that just sounds like a headache being wrapped in tinfoil being yeah. booted down the stairs. <laughs> uh, oh, shut up. Oh, all right, you can have the credibility of the IC Championship. Just stop playing his music. Number 19, out comes John Cena. He comes out big pop. Big pop John, as big. Billy has christened him now. But <laughs> they, as soon as he comes out, they cut straight away to the crowd in front of a seen enough sign. Yeah. Why would you cut to they, that sign? They were still at this point really heavily playing up the whole, it's a partisan crowd for, you know, you love him mm. or you hate him, John Cena. Like, this is, I think, the the heaviest they were ever laying it on thick was these years. Yeah, because like, I think they know at this point it's like Rock and Cena, they want people to be booing and cheering. And yeah. This actually ends up working in their favour mm. in the long run. The only thing other than a giant Cena enough sign that could ruin this is when Cena comes out, JBLs goes, there's no one on their feet! Sitting down. Sorry. Oh. <laughs> My first commentary. <laughs> Speaking of on their feet, this was actually that moment we've referenced before where the lad in front of us at the bar got up on his feet and started giving the fingers. Yeah. Like, Cena is cancer. Your like, cancer, Cena. Turned his back on the show. Everyone gangs up and Cena, he starts beating them all up. God, make him look like an underdog, innit? I love, I love this. Cause just, I'd love to see Cena beat up all these fucking jabronis. Yeah, because they are nobodies. All yeah, that's them, right? it. I mean, it's not their fault, but they are. And yeah. you know what? Let's not pretend. Just fucking beat them all up, sure. What does it matter? He eliminates Slayer and Cody Rhodes in short fashion. Damien Sandow comes out number 20, just as Wade Barrett eliminates Rey Mysterio. And uh, John Cena gets the walls of Bochico put in him by Jericho. Fucking hideous. Yeah. Number 21, D. Bryan. Big, big pop. Huge reaction. Massive yes chance for him. Big chance for his kicks. Jericho keeps barely avoiding his elimination. He is so good at that. Like yeah. Jericho is the master of not letting his feet touch the floor, but making it look like they should. Like, mm. He's, he's done the Diamond Dozen black hair on, on DDP yoga. Like, <laughs> you know, you just see DDP hanging on the ropes there like that. He's like, eventually everyone who does DDP can skin the cat. <laughs> Lower with control. It's brilliant. Number 22, he's still got his first name, Antonio Cesaro. When he had a nice theme. Yeah. When he had nice music that he stole from fucking Dean Malenko. I was going to say, yeah, we got an Attitude Era crossover there. Another but one. I fucking hate his current theme. Yeah. <laughs> no, I much prefer Dean Malenko with Nico from GTA 4 rapping <laughs> over it. I absolutely love it. Like, we got some more fingers on the pulse here. Tina Turner references. Yeah. Right, I'm going to say it right now, WWE. It's a bad sign when three lads whose sole trade is nostalgia in the 90s think your references are dated. <laughs> Come on! <laughs> Number 23. This was a painful one to watch. Grey Kali twitches to the ring. Right. Really tough to look at this. So... Did you hear what JBL said was talking about here? 
he, they mentioned that Carly is going out with Natalia. Mm. Didn't know that was a thing. Then JBL says he's upset with this interspecies relationship. Then does so a, fucking racist. And then does a really poor save by just mentioning Peter. Mm-hmm. Say, no, I meant animals. It's not about animals there. Hey, from another he did country. not make that clear at and the start. The thing is, like they say that and it's like, ooh, that's a bad line. Like Cole and like King immediately just, just catch him on it, just go, fuck no, save, save, save. But, yeah, Cole literally was like, wait a minute, did you just say an interspecies relationship? Like, oh, let it go, let it go. Let's just hope no one heard it. Like, well, did you say something really racist? Let yeah. me tell you about my racism, Maggle. Oh. It's all encompassing and I will fail to explain it in a way it just... What this is that? is a nightmare because you've got the horrible shit they're talking about on commentary and then you're seeing him like waddling around the ring and I, I couldn't believe that he was still wrestling Literally, four years Did you see ago. his leg was spasming as yeah, he was walking out? Really like, horrible to look at. Every moment is agony. That's what they should have is on his Titan Trance. So the Great Kelly should say that every moment is oh, agony Jesus. in front of everyone. So maybe people will give him a bit of fucking slack and kind of go, Jesus, we're actually witnessing a man killing himself yeah. here. When he comes into the ring, it is literally a thousand frames per second, the action. He is so slow, he is in so much pain, it is miserable to Mm. fucking watch. And you know what's worse than that? Is knowing he's going to have to go over that top rope. Yeah, he's going to have to leave the ring again. And land on one of those legs. Horrible. Number 24 is Kane. He's got more records than my dad. (laughs) My dad loves records, they're his favourite. But of course, he's got all the accolades from being in previous Rumbles. Kali is like, can I win, please? Because I think I might die otherwise. The oh. most appalling headbutts from Kali. <laughs> he like he thinks he's going really hard, but because of the pain in his legs, it's put as a perception of sensation of touch. All his vision's like oh. blurry. Like. Oh. Oh. Fucking hell! Number twenty-five, Zack Ryder, who has over one million Twitter followers. The crowd is so fucking dead. Yeah. Remember what it was like last year? That's how, gone. How big the pop was? Yeah. Fucking yeah. hell! Take that, Zack Ryder. <laughs> it worked. It worked. WWE's plan worked. This is Vince McMahon backstage with a giant mission accomplished sign. <laughs> we got him, folks. No <laughs> one likes him anymore. Yeah, this is like Cena coming out of the Extreme Rules to tell him they got uh, Bin Laden. It's Vince <laughs> going into the boardroom. We got him. We got that no good rider. We have compromised <laughs> to a permanent end. With extreme prejudice. The ultimate enemy is a- <laughs> Ain't no one getting over ever again. Let that be a lesson to you. If you get over, I'll kill you. <laughs> uh, this is like my favourite spot here. You got Callie being dumped over the top rope by Team Hell now. And then Brian eliminates Kane. He just goes, yes! Yes! And then Kane catches Brian. And Brian is like, put me back in the ring! Put me back in the ring! And Kane's like, no! And Brian's going, yes! <laughs> I just loved it. I absolutely, it's just, Perfect. It's yeah. gold. Absolute gold. Like, we kept talking about, you know, who's bringing new fans in and stuff like that and who's going to make new fans stick around. If you were watching this for the shits and giggles of just seeing The Rock back and that was it and you saw Kane and Daniel Bryan, there's no way in hell you're not going, I need to see what these yeah. two are doing. Kane's an anger manager. What's yeah. this? It just... Brilliant! The dynamic they have is like they're a team on wacky races or something. Yeah, yes, absolutely. Yes, exactly. That kind what of they comedy. Are. Absolutely. But. Fucking a. Number twenty-six. Lol. Random Orton. One of the all-time Rumble competitors. And I was, I was, <laughs> what is shit? <laughs> one of the all-time 
people. Yeah. <laughs> Player one. Player <laughs> one. As he was coming out, I was thinking, I would have really liked to have seen Randy Orton versus The Rock. Mm. Yeah. That, I think that be could have been a very yeah. interesting yeah. match. Those sure. two would read, like, similar styles actually quite mm. a lot. I'd love to see those two That'd as well. Good. Yeah. Jesus, Rock, there you go. There's one for you too. I'd like to see that more than him and Brock Lesnar again, for fuck's sake. So Randy clears house. Or KO to woo woo woo. woo. <laughs> uh. That's not his okay. name. Okay, ooh ooh ooh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know woo 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 where. Randy eliminates Zack Ryder. A lot of these superstars are touting before they enter. Touting. No, they're fucking not. <laughs> Number 27. Lucky number 27. He's going to come win the day. It's Jinder Mahal. <laughs> oh, no. It's pre-back acne Jinder Mahal, so you know he's definitely not got a chance. Oh. Cena eliminates Mr. Wabam himself, Antonio Cesaro. Big booze. Yeah. People did not a fan of yeah. Cesaro getting eliminated by Cena. JBL and Michael Cole arguing makes me nostalgic for Booker T at this point. I really <laughs> wish he was here. He would have said so many... All these would have been in his fave five. Mm-hmm. That's what this Royal Rumble is, isn't it? Because it's been a bit underwhelming, just a bunch of random guys. I think these 30 men is just... That's Booker T's fave five in a <laughs> nutshell. Because you got, you know, all the, the greats in there. Number 28. Here he comes, the fiery young baby face with everything to prove and nothing to lose. It's The Miz! Face Miz. Baby face Miz. With his ankle injury. Oh, gross. Go on, Miz. Power through like you did on those reality shows. No. There's literally no reason ever for Miz to be face. I don't care how over he gets on his current run. Like, he shouldn't ever turn Heel face. Forever. Oh, Heel forever. Heel for life. Heel yeah. coward shit soft style that's your gimmick it's brilliant I it will last a lifetime I love The Miz I fucking love The Miz but don't who could see The Miz and think you know what let's have him come out here on the the ankle come on Miz come on guys maybe if we all get behind The Miz Miz. I know you've got it in you Miz he's not got it in him that's the whole point Mm. of his character he's not got it in Mm. him oh I hate it so much darkest timeline Miz Junior gets eliminated by Seamus Number 29, Sin Cara, coming out here, and the first thing they say, he's back from injury. The <laughs> crowd is so silent. They figured it out at this yeah, point. Yeah, he's like, ruined The now. The mid-card at this time, no one's over. Nope. No. No mid-card guys are over at all. You're looking at the consequences of the last year of booking, yeah. where... Yes, they did a good job with a year-long build of Rock and Cena, but you bring Brock Lesnar into that mix and you bring part-time Triple H into that mm-hmm. mix. And it's not necessarily intentional, but when all the time and energy is going on that, stuff falls by the wayside. Yeah. These guys have not been booked in a convincing manner. And so many of the guys that are in this match, actually, have left in the last couple of years mm. due to being dissatisfied mm. with their booking. You've got Wade Barrett and Ryback. Cody. And Cody, Damian Sandow. All these guys that left and weren't pleased with what the time they had was in WWE. And I, I would think that if they came back now, it would probably be exactly the same, yeah. really. You know, it's, it's sad to think that those guys, their biggest downfall was being in developmental and yeah. being products of their system because mm-hmm. I think WWE almost felt like well we made you an FCW or NXT or Deep South or wherever it was I mean look at Damien Sandow he was in developmental for 10 years yeah, long you time. essentially have invested nearly half a million dollars in this talent's development and then they squander it it's mm-hmm. kind of like they feel like they can do that I guess because they've you know, owned their career for so long. But yeah, a lot of guys here dissatisfied and gone very quickly after this and over the next few years. 
You think Dolph Ziggler, he's the last man standing, really, out of all that. Yeah, and he's probably the one that's vocally bitched about his position the most, yeah. actually. And he's the one who everyone thinks is a saddo now, because he's not went yeah. off and done something on his own. Bo Dallas eliminates Wade Barish. This will go somewhere, I'm sure. Yes. It doesn't. Mm. This is meant to be Bo getting a push onto the main roster, and they thought, nope. Yeah, fuck that. He's, he's <laughs> When he eliminates Wade as well, he's so... He goes, oh, no, no! Yeah. Ah, Fucking Furby come to life eliminating people like that. <laughs> JBL points out that Dolph Ziggler and Y2J have been in it for over 45 minutes at this point. Mm. Incredible. Wade Barrett returns, eliminates Bo Dallas and gives him the bull hammer elbow. And I like it as well because he makes his elbow pad go a special colour. Yeah. And red's the sorest colour, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. it is a good grunt whenever he does the bull hammer because that's a big... <laughs> it's uh, still my favourite animation in the games. The, the, ball, hammer. Ball, the ball hammer. The ball hammer animation, uh, how the person you do it on just crumples. <laughs> 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 but, oh. <laughs> Number 30. It's the big guy, Ryback. On a night when we are seeing The Rock... They've really exposed this point that their roster is meh. Yeah. Because the big ace in a hole, number 30, was Ryback. The Ryback. And I will say, this is a weak rumble when you look at it now. It's the 30 so people. fucking rubbish. Yeah, it's a real boring, dull fucking catastrophe. Mm. There's nothing here that anyone's excited about. Ryback eliminates Sandow, Sin Cara, and The Miz. And then we start getting down into our final few eliminations. Ryback gets put over strong here, and... You know what? You can see why Ryback thinks himself a big deal because all those people we listed, you know, with the exception of him, none of them were having people chanting for him like this. No. You know, and Ryback had the people. He was over. And it's WWE's fault as well, I think, with Ryback because there's a lot of these guys that were kept in the mid-card, but with Ryback, they were very much WWE were making an effort to, like... At some point, Ryback is going to be a big, big dude. And they pulled the trigger. They convinced him that he was going to be a huge star. And I think that's why he got so pissed off. It was the same thing that happened with Roman Reigns. They they wanted to do a big build. Then there was an issue. So then they had to push him. Push him. Because we've been doing such a good job. Yeah, because Cena was meant to face Punk at Hell in the Cell. And then went with Ryback and... Then you had Ryback going from, you know, doing the three-on-one squash matches and not facing anyone other than, like, you know, a Jack Swagger or a yeah. Miz. And all of a sudden, he's meant to be in there now facing CM Punk. And that was the beginning of the end, really. And Ryback always thought that because he was over and he had been in a main event match that he was entitled to that push. Yeah. And you yeah, can't blame him. You can't blame him. I can see where he's coming from. But, but you know, it's a very case. It's closing the door after the horse has left the, the barn, you know. Yeah. It's, it's over. You know, they have misfired and you don't get that back, you know. And that was a real sad thing to see here because he is over. They're chatting, feed me more. Yeah. He gets, you know, him and Brian, the only two lads who are getting sustained positive reactions mm-hmm. from anyone here tonight. Yeah, catchphrases are plenty. So, you know, gets over dead easy. Co-breaker to Ryback, Lion Salt to Cena, Co-breaker to Dolph Ziggler, Jericho gets eliminated then by Ziggler with a super mm. kick. Really great showing from Jericho here. Do you remember where he's going at uh, WrestleMania, who he's going to face? This year's WrestleMania? Mm. I don't recall, actually. After this da, big show? Da, da, oh, da, man, da, yeah, da, of course. Da, 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 da. Yeah. This year. Da, yeah. Da, 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 da. Which uh, we'll have a lot of fun talking about. Yeah. Chris Jericho and his positive impressions of uh, wrestling against Fandango <laughs> at WrestleMania. Sheamus is in so long, his hair has become normal. Or <laughs> yeah. to Dolph Ziggler and Cena and Sheamus. And it's great because it's like, here's like you do all your finishers and then you get eliminated. Yeah. So Jericho did a load of finishers, he gets eliminated. Randy does a load of finishers, he gets eliminated. Randy eliminated by Ryback. Yeah. Big deal. Oof. I'm seeing a pattern here. Seamus eliminates Dolph Ziggler. <laughs> they stare at each other and the sign forever. We are down to Ryback, 
Sheamus and John Cena. Very much the top three faces and very much the top three guys who I don't really care. Yeah, I and think, one of them yeah. all got in common as well. Vince McMahon fucking loves their bodies. Like yeah. three ripped dudes. I it's, just love your body. This is such a Vince Royal Rumble. Absolutely, year. absolutely. They're putting him over so much here because Ryback sloppily reverses the bro kick and eliminates Sheamus. Yeah. Really sloppy, like, you know, he fucking barely gets him over that top rope. Him and Cena go back and forth and... I will say, for as over as he was, and that's a lot of that is down to the booking, Ryback did not put on a top guy performance here. Everything he's doing at this point now is imperfect, it's flawed, it's not as good as it could be. He does a Fez press, and it's fucking awful. Diabolical. Yeah. And I'm, it's not Cena, like, I don't think it's his fault, you know. Ryback's I mean, green, that's yeah, all it is. He's, like, he's still got basic moves. shit figured out. They lose their heat just as Ryback gets eliminated. Yeah. So it's like really telling that Ryback comes in, House of Fire, Phoebe Moore, Phoebe Moore, eliminates fucking Randy, eliminates Sheamus, and then it's like, it's Ryback and Cena. It's meant to be the two top guys, like Rock and Austin, basically, yeah. in, your, in your final two, kind of. And then just as they're getting into it, the crowd stop caring. It's literally like, as you say, like the, the crowd just like pretty much sit down, and everyone's like, ah, and then he gets eliminated. Ah, like, oh, oh, shit, we missed the ending. Yeah. Like, the, really the air has been let out of the balloon just in time for mm. this to be an underwhelming finish. And Ryback gets eliminated, getting caught on the rope as well, so he even fucks that up as well. Cena wins! And this made your boys very, very sad indeed at the time. We were pissed. The sports bar went silent, mm. and everyone just... What a of, fucking phrase. Like... What a laugh. <laughs> the fucking sports bar went fucking... It was, they were mental, they were livid. And it was at that this point that we all sort of knew for definite Rock's winning. Yeah. yeah. As it's soon as Cena won, that was the moment. It was just like people oh, getting their coat well, like and yeah. zipping up like you know. It was, it was it. We knew. Yeah. We were just going. Oh no! And then I think a few people did leave because yeah. they did know. Yeah. yeah as soon as Cena won, they were like, "Fuck it, I'm going." Yeah. Right here. We stayed, unfortunately. Hello there. It's Kevin and Adam here in the future. How's it going? Hey guys. It's time for another caption contest. Yes. It's been a long ass time since we've done one of these. It's been a while. Yeah, it's been really long time. Like, I'm really happy we're finally getting these up and running again. Uh, I literally completely forgot because it's like, oh, we don't do caption contests anymore. Why is that, Kevin? Because me and Adam don't live in the... Oh. oh now we... Yo. There you go. There's, there's loads of things like that. Like, I listened back to some old episodes and I was like, as always, guys, I'm going to start off this episode by looking at our magazine cover and I'm sat there like, oh, mate, you fucking idiot. <laughs> like, you forgot all about the, ma like, the last 12 episodes. Yeah, I didn't but do in it. fairness, though, there was a point when their magazines got dull. I was like, fuck it, can't be on. I can't imagine what the magazine covers for 2013 are like. Blech. Randy Orton is... Randy Orton. <laughs> an exclusive interview with an intern pretending to be Randy Orton. <laughs> but we're bringing this back. We Absolutely. Or caption du jour. Later on in tonight's episode, we'll be talking about The Rock and CM Punk. They have a bit of a match. And in that match, they go for the rock bottom through the table, which collapses underneath them. Damn you, Ikea. And we've got the announcers looking on in absolute horror. So here are some of our captions. We got over 150 of these and we were only up for a day because we just realized just before the episode coming out, hey, let's do a caption contest. So apologies if yours didn't make the cut. Here are the ones that made us laugh. Patrick J. Young writing, record scratch, freeze frame. Here comes CM Punk, 
Yep, that's me. I bet you're wondering how I got here. Well, it's a long story. <laughs> that's referencing the Jesse Ventura TV movie, I like which, that. which I like a I lot. Like special cuddles, special cuddles, special cuddles. As God is my witness, he is cuddled in half. For fuck's sake, it does look like a cuddle to be it's fair. It's a very nice little cuddle. Very tight. Punk is holding on. Yeah. Out of love. <laughs> CM Punk. This is your wake-up fall. <laughs> no, no, he's got not gonna. No, my God, CM Punk with the armbar, takedown, straight through Fuck the table. <laughs> and here we see mitosis. One rock becomes two. Finally. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. Alexander McKay, one of my favorites here. The Rock. Needless to say, I had the last laugh. <laughs> Chris Martin in writing, when Hunter said he wanted to book Rock versus Punk, I was expecting ACDC. Not this shit. Fuck me. Michael Cole, pretend to suck my cock or you're fired. Cole is going like he's doing the proper... Oh, he's doing a BJ. Uh, let's have a look. He's is he? He's got a little... Oh, he's, he's, sorry. He's doing, I should say, he's doing a BJ mime. He's not yeah. actually <laughs> sucking he's actually someone up. He's doing the kind of the hand gesture like, oh, that's a spicy blowjob. Yeah, yeah the tongue in the cheek kind of gimmick. There's marinara sauce all over that dick is basically ah. what's going on here. CM Punk did the AE lads a solid favor by DDTing the rock through the announcer's table right before he could finish his one-hour rendition of By the Time I Get to Phoenix. <laughs> Despite the name of the rock's finisher, it won't be until next year that CM Punk's career hit rock bottom. Oh. Kablamo! God, it's exactly one year after yeah, this that Punk leaves. Yeah, that's right. Fucking hell. Jeez. The rock placing his hand on the table exposes the business. Why would I let someone slam me through a table? <laughs> and to think, the table had one day left until retirement. <laughs> <laughs> Record scratch, freeze frame. It's the TV monitor caught underneath the table. Yep, that's me. You're probably For wondering say. how I got here. <laughs> Getting beaten by a part-timer. Vintage punk. Oh, that's nah. so fucking hard. Yeah. JBL uh, wins the gurning contest in this one, by the way. He's let's, got he's got that look. Let's at have his a look face. here. Oh man, JBL! What the fuck is that? Assessing, more like ass yesing. <laughs> Christ Almighty! Well, those are some golden captions. I tell you what, for 24 hours notice, that's some pretty good work you've done there, gang. So I will say our next episodes are going to be Elimination Chamber and WrestleMania 29. Mm -hmm. If you're watching along with us and there's any screen caps that you think, holy shit, that shit is funny, let's do some captions. Send them in at a podcast on Twitter or Facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast. Give us a like, send us a screen cap, and enter our next caption contest. Thank you so much for taking part. No, 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 no. You don't get to end this segment. I am. <laughs> back, back to the uh, the past, boys. WWE Championship on the line. CM Punk, the best in the world with his manager, Paul Heyman, taking on The Rock. The Rock came in and showed me an incredible lack of respect. He tries to make Raw's 1,000th episode all about him. Can you believe it? And that's exactly when I showed him the kind of man he's dealing with come Royal Rumble. There's good guys and there's bad guys in this world, and make no mistake about it. I am a bad, bad man.
is not a popularity contest. This is the WWE, and I am its champion. A championship he has held. 219. 379. In your face, jerks. 428 days, and I will not allow The Rock to take this from me. Punk. The Rock is back to stop you. And after 10 long years, The Rock is back to win that. You know, they know. Time's up. Mama said, you out. So Rock, come Royal Rumble. Understand when you step in the ring. No, 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 no! The shield! Your arms are just too short to box with God. That's the Rock! The Rock of Loney! But again, too many men! That pack of dog mentality! Champ versus Punk, who is anti-people. And of course it makes sense when you realise that Punk hates everyone. Mm. So yeah, that, which is true. Raw 1000 recap, pretty much like have solidified CM Punk as being an absolute monster over the past few months. Really did a good job with him, I thought. He's I the biggest face they've had in years. <laughs> <laughs> I still stand by it, he's a face. How come? What, because he's like anti, like he's against Rock being a part-timer and coming in, is that yes, it? Yes, I fucking hate the Rock. For fans like face. us, yeah, and that's why we are the Punk's time telling the corner. truth, Punk's not lying. Heels are supposed to sort of lie. Mm. Mm. Punk's telling the truth. Because Punk did and that promo where he was like, you know, this company has gotten worse, not better. If you look at, like, you know, people like Brodus Clay, who should be tearing in the house and killing people, instead he has to dance with your stupid kids. Or, like, how an imaginary child like little Jimmy mm. is positioned better than a workhorse like Tyson Kids. So, again, it was a very... He was doing the same lines, but instead of, like, and I'm going to change it, it was just kind of, this place is shit. This is bollocks. And you're making it worse by coming here and being here, Rock. 
Knees to faces instead of boots to asses. That's good. Fucking love that. I love when heels do like a catchphrase reverse. Um, I saw a figure the other day, I really want to pick it up, is Seth Rollins with a big smile on his face that says, never shuts up and says, <laughs> never gives up. So the Shield had beaten down the Rock a number of times before this. And the whole idea was that the Shield were clearly working for Punk. But Punk and Heyman had denied it up and down. As and had Ambrose. Nope. Nope. <laughs> nope. And I love that. It's kind of like, you know, they were to protect CM Punk. And they yeah. said that they were fighting against injustice. So Punk had an out. I love it. I really thought it was brilliant. Face Vince McMahon, though, has laid down the edict. If they interfere tonight, he will lose the championship belt. I love that Punk didn't hold back at all on Rock here. He went yeah. full on heel on him. And I think that's brilliant. Backstage, Josh Matthews, who's very excited. I'm here with The Rock! Sorry. I'm here with The Rock. <laughs> Finally, The Rock has come back to Phoenix. You want to ask The Rock about The Shield? Yeah, last week, The Rock's busting up blood. Busting up blood. Coughing up blood. The Rock has been through it all. You want to ask The Rock about adversity? What he's been through. The Rock has been through it all, adversity all his life. Years at University of Miami, one goal, the National Football League. But what happens on draft day? Nothing, nada. The Rock doesn't get drafted. I get kicked in the ass and sent home and said, you just ain't good enough, so go home. After that, a year later, 24 years old, the only thing I had to my name was the seven bucks in my pocket. That was it. We've all gone through adversity. It's what we do every day. It's like the man who wakes up, works years, years at the job, only gets passed up by, for the promotion. And then it's your family, it's your loved ones. God forbid they get stricken with cancer. Like my mom, stricken with cancer. Stricken with cancer wasn't promised tomorrow, but she's here tonight to watch me. She didn't quit. She didn't quit. No, she didn't quit. Just like all of you don't quit. Just like I don't quit. I'll never quit. CM Punk says each and every single one of you don't count. You have no idea, no idea how much each and every single one of you count. You count to me. For all the love you give, all the love, all the support, it ignites me, it moves me, it inspires me. That's why, in this moment, I'm reaching out my hand to all of you around the world, all of you who believe, all of you who have faith, all of you who live your life, get knocked down, get right back up, just to say, just bring it. It's my hand touching your hand, because tonight, we're gonna end 434 days of misery. Tonight, when you hear, tonight, tonight, Team Bring It, around the world, when you hear the one, two, three, it is proof that we all count. Cause tonight is the night. You and The Rock, we beat CM Punk, we become WWE Champion, and we become one. If that's a what the rock is cooking? Rock cuts a interesting promo. 
He just rips off Dusty Rhodes. Badly. He just steals from Dusty Rhodes, then cuts a promo on cancer. I thought he ripped off Titus O'Neil here, is what he was doing here, you know, he make just, it a win, y'all got cancer. Like. He, he just does working, man. Yeah, it's just, it's a it's poor Dusty cover. Rhodes. It's a poor cover of that, and he keeps saying, stricken with cancer, stricken with cancer. Like, Hey, not even before he talks about the very serious injury. The Rock's out here. You didn't think The Rock would be here. Bust up, blur. Bust up, blur. But <laughs> coughing up, blur. <laughs> he we had a busted up lung, and he was coughing up blood. Mm. But instead, we got bust up, blur. <laughs> and he's coughing up, blur. I, honestly, I hope that's not Chris's blur. I honestly wouldn't be surprised if The Rock's done a line of coke before coming out. Uh, it's a different program. Rock. It's a different Rock to. This Survivor is manic. Series. This is manic. Yeah. There's manic pixie dream rock. Yeah. Like rock is not talking about Andre the Giant and Madison Square Garden. This is not meant to be fun rock. This is meant to be creepy, inspirational rock. Yes, it is. It's like, oh, I was broke. I only had seven dollars in my pocket. My mum stricken with cancer. Stricken with cancer. Like what I will say mm. about that is that a lot of people didn't know. I mean, I, I did because I read The Rock Says. <laughs> but a lot of people didn't know that, you know, Rock had been through some hard times. Yeah, absolutely. He was like, you know, thought he was going to be a football star, didn't work out from, didn't know what he was going to do with his life. And I do think it's a bit much when he goes, and all I had to my name was $7 and an open invitation to join the World yeah. Wrestling Federation. <laughs> you know? And a fucking That's family that. heritage of yeah. like, this business. Now, like. he, that, they didn't say that in Wake Up Call, but this is very much the, the Rock... That we were perturbed by in Wake Up Call. Yeah. You know, this is it's weird. Not the rock. No, it's someone else. And seeing him do that in a reality show is one thing, but seeing him do a pre-match promo where he's doing this really eerie, weird, like if the Rock can do it, anyone can do it kind of philosophy. Just like the guy, just like the guy who works, and then and then the promotion, the promotion, he gets passed, and your loved ones. They all get cancer. I hate when that happens. Oh, bloody... It's the worst. He's just a fucking man. He, he praises his mother, a cancer survivor, and he manages to, in a feat of magic, that I've rewatched this promo over and over again, but he manages to pivot his mother having cancer to make him the hero stopping CM Punk. Yeah. He's like, just like all of that misery, my mom having cancer, everyone having cancer, and CM Punk... I'll never forgive you for giving my mother cancer. <laughs> That's what I C will, stands for. I will for. never give cancer <laughs> malignant ca- punk it's, like. It's cancer mother punk. Oh my God! <laughs> my hand, reaching out, touching your hand. If you've got cancer, touch my hand. I will cure it. I will do it right now. All you're going to do is get all your money. All your money. Put it in an envelope with the holy water. Put it in right the rock. Loads of dollar signs. Hollywood, that's where I live. Put it in there. And you won't have it no more. Just like that. What are you doing, Rock? Yeah. He's gone proper mad here. Tonight, we're going to end 434 days of misery. I read one of the greatest runs of all time. Misery. I will point out, included within that misery is your match at WrestleMania 28 and Survivor Series. It has been a hard year, Rock. We should fucking know having to review it. Tonight, we beat CM Punk. We become champion. No, we don't. And we become one. 
Oh yeah, because the people have never really been united with The Rock before now. You need a nice title run to solidify. Lads. I know you've never liked me before, guys. But I promise but you. I promise you. I'm worried that because we've watched this and now that we've talked about it, are we all in a cult now? <laughs> Do I have to give like, my shoes to The Rock now if he wants <laughs> What? This was so weird. Also, if we all become one, does that kind of excuse him for not being there every week like he said he would? <laughs> now, The Rock said he would be here every week. But if you recall, when The Rock was at the Royal Rumble, we all became one. So The Rock is all places at all times. The Rock is like midichlorians in the air. He's just just kind of there. Night and day different Mm -hmm. to The Rock that we had. Now, do you think that was because The Rock realized and recognized that he couldn't do the stuff on Punk that he did on Cena because most of the fans, the male fans, that you know, we... Men also kind of like CM Punk, I guess. Mm. So that's why he had to go a cancer as opposed to CM Punk. Unlike with Cena, where he was like, I know there's a portion of this audience who I can get on my side by ripping on Cena being shite. Because he's not going cookie puss here. Mm. He's not calling him a kung pao bitch. It's because he knows that Punk will give it back ten times harder. So that's, mm, that's why true. he does everything in his power to this promo to not say anything about Punk. Whereas CM Punk, like when he cuts his promo, he's like, I'm going to make it really difficult for those of you with cancer. Going <laughs> to yeah. change all the door numbers. Punk hasn't the... got a retort to this to say how fucking stupid he is because he's not mentioned him. It is a bit shit as well, like for a heel to have to go up against a face who's basically battling against cancer mm. and and the forces of unhappiness. What can Punk do against that? It's really mm. like he's boxed into a corner here. Punk, fair dues, gets serious heat when he comes out. Yeah. Like, Punk is doing something which a lot of guys struggle to do these days, which is be that nasty heel and get booed. Kevin Owens gets cheered. Seth Rollins yeah. was getting cheered. You know, a lot of guys in the current product are getting cheered. Punk does get his booze when he comes out, though. He gets CM Punk chance in the match, but he does get his booze when he it's comes out. He's got a lot of heat. Yeah. Uh, he is coming out first, though. And he, he is. is the champion that has just had a 434-day title reign and big uh, close up on the cookie puss sign that is there as well yeah. and when the rock comes out Cole says it's simply a different feeling when this man walks into an arena he's just better than everyone really isn't he man? Mm. I just there's, I can look back on this a lot more objectively now because a lot of the bitterness and a lot of that sort of like really oh fuck this booking kind of feeling has died down we can't be more objective mm. But little things do still bother me, like Punk coming out first, because Rock has to get the final pop. Like, there's still a lot of this that it is hard to swallow, because it is, this is a bum deal. What people don't realise, I think, and this is one of the reasons why Punk, I guess, is right to be pissed off, is that so much of this isn't just to, you know, bury Punk. They have to do this. They have to maximise Rock in every way, shape, or form. Because you know, and they know, and everyone knew, that... Cena Rock 2 mm-hmm. just doesn't have the juice that it needs. It doesn't. Mm-hmm. It's, it no way does it have it. Mm-hmm. So they have to do everything they have to really get Rock over proper. Because Rock can't just go back to being, ah, I don't like you, John Cena, because he's already beaten Cena. Yeah. So this is having to re-establish Rock as being this like hero of the people, not just the lad who's making fun of John Cena. Mm-hmm. And a lot of that means he comes out after CM Punk. He gets the last laugh. He gets the last world. He looks the best. Because that pay-per-view, if CM Punk wasn't on that pay-per-view, honestly, I don't know if it would make much difference doesn't to the matter. buys. No, doesn't matter. And I, and I love Punk's feud going in there, and I love Punk. But this is all about getting The Rock over and making him out to be a 
big fucking deal mm-hmm. so he can fight John Cena again. They play up that it's been 10 years since The Rock has won a championship. I love as well when they announce their names. Punk just walks right into his face, shoves the belt right in his mm. face. Punk like looks all the way through this like he's screaming on the inside. <laughs> he is. He absolutely is. BTA sign boots to asses. Ugh. That has got a boot, an arrow, and it's pointing at the Rock's eyebrow, like it's a picture of the Rock. So right. it's a boot, it's a two, an arrow, and then the Rock's face. Has Rock got ass eye? <laughs> that's a serious, serious, serious thing, you know? Don't go scratching your arse and then scratching your eye, Rock. You'll get an infection. You'll get worms. Boots to eyebrows all night long. You know what time it is. <laughs> they start hot. I love it as well. You know, mm. literally the bell rings and Punk and Rock just start beating the shit out of each yep. other. It's great. Really, really great. Let's go, Rocky. CM Punk chance. They kind of struggle because people don't usually go, let's go, Rocky. It's, yeah. Do you want to say, let's go, Cena? Cena sucks. It kind of feels like what they're going for here. They brawl outside. Heyman bops the Rock. He's a goof. He is a goof. <laughs> That's what Cole says. He's putting down his place. I love Heyman as uh, Punk's manager so they, good. they work so Perfect. well together yeah. he's not his manager though is he do you remember what he used to call himself he wasn't Punk's manager advocate he, no that he's, no. Brock's he's, advocate. Like he's Brock's advocate he's not he's never been a manager he's Brock's advocate he's CM Punk's best friend oh, that's what he is so great I'm here supporting my best friend mm-hmm. who wouldn't support a fucking Heyman you are golden mate you know that you're absolutely golden <laughs> they brawl outside some more Punk works over the midsection they're targeting the Buster Blue of the rock <laughs> Punk with some evil submissions leg laces on the rock in the midsection he's there putting them in looking like he's enjoying making the rock hurt digging in the elbow and he cut over with Heyman with the evil face that is something that is just perfect. The evil Heyman face when his his mate or his client they is doing They always do it where the camera's like tight in on Heyman and it zooms <laughs> out to reveal Punk killing the rock. Like. And we're just going to say once again, the official request from the Edgerow podcast as started by Billy Keeble, Principal Nero, season two. <laughs> All of series of Force events is to be played by Paul Heyman. Otherwise, you're just pissing away streaming potential. Cole references Royal Rumble 1999 and the great showing the rock had there. Tone reference that if you want this guy over as a face mm. and of course there's that famous night when The Rock gave Mick Foley brain damage <laughs> let's not bring that up and of course as well The Rock in the ultimate show of respect didn't see Mick after the match because he didn't want to bother him did he? didn't want to bother him <laughs> <laughs> well after The Rock has a big match he just likes to chill out and I kind of didn't want to get in your way after that you know so uh, uh, The Rock's got a flight to catch The Rock starts going after CM Punk's shit knee Punk of course had uh, knee surgery they're playing mm. that up I like that really- the commentary missed the first initial injury yeah. and so did the camera they had to like come back to it so, oh and by the way when Punk did that move he landed a bit on his knee. Completely missed it. They're actually telling a story in the ring that's too advanced for the commentary yeah. team that we've got here. To be fair, at the very least, they do try and yeah. tell a story in this match. Like yeah, the commentary, yeah. they call this match mm. and they talk a lot about the psychology about what each man is doing, how Punk is in really good ring shape but Rock's been out of action for months. It's not great, but they actually have a good go at they, trying to Oftentimes that analysis is happening concurrently to someone else saying something over each other. Yeah, yeah. it's still shit. <laughs> like, but, like, JBL has a shot. good thing about ring rust and yes. how, you know, you get 
better at a sport by doing the sport. Rock can't week just expect out. to come in. You know, if you want to do maths, you <laughs> yeah. have to do lots of maths to get good at maths. It's the same with wrestling. I see that, JBL. I understand the analogy. Rock Bottom and the GTS both get reversed. The Rock puts in the shit shooter. Terrible. Mm. And they go, oh, Bret yeah. Hart's here tonight. So he's going to be even more miserable seeing <laughs> it. I just assume blow my brains out. <laughs> Gets reversed into the Anaconda Vice. Rock goes for the rock bottom and he gets reversed into a crucifix pin. Yeah. Really awesome. So Fucking good. incredible. Bret Hart once again weeps as the shit shooter gets put in once again. CM Punk and The Rock go onto the table. And Jesus Christ, this is ju- literally just like Rumble 99. Mm-hmm. Stand on the table, go for the rock bottom, table collapses, Aww. and both men look really sore. Yeah. I knew CM Punk had put on weight. Aww. Rock bottom onto the mat then. Love that. It's a hard it's kind of fucking, let's do it. It looks sore. Mm. Really fucking sore. It's a good sore. save from The Rock. Back in the ring, Punk kicks The Rock's head off. Both men are down. Rock starts mending his comeback and he hits the people's elbow, it looks like, but the lights go out. And Paul does a great noise at 2.35. <laughs> it's great. Oh, what the-, the shield in the dark kill The Rock. Ambrose is easily identified by grunts. Who is it? (laughs) (laughs) Kiona, it's the shield. I can understand that troglodyte Dean Ambrose anywhere. I remember at the time, people were so positive it was going to be a swerve and it wasn't the shield. Yes. And then people started releasing on Twitter all the people who were there had like the flash on the camera and it's just clearly like just Roman Reigns just going... (laughs) <laughs> doing a big stare style. looking like doing like the big foot pose like <laughs> I loved here for all his failings thread this night and I think you know Cole as a commentator he's shown that he can be good and turn yeah. on those moments and he turns it on here this moment yeah. and it's brilliant when you have got Michael Cole screaming at the referee Kaoda it was the shield the damn shield it was the shield and JBL's like oh you're a stooge man yeah. I love that and I you can it. see like Cole in the camera shot screaming pointing like, at Kyoto, like he's losing his mind absolutely love it and then Pug's like what happened yeah, guys yeah what happened face <laughs> is so perfect and, and Cole goes you had the shield come out and he goes but I don't know the shield who's the shield the shield's what? been dead for 10 years wasn't it revealed though that Punk in fact didn't have anything to do That's with it right. it was all Heyman yes. wasn't it it was Heyman doing yeah, when Heyman Punk turned face again yeah. that was the, the start of their feud Punk wins pins him after that and he celebrates like it's the biggest yeah. victory in his career do you remember what people were like in the sports bar stood up they yeah. stood they were happy <laughs> apart from you you would you, you would just, everyone was getting excited and then me and you me and Adam were sort of like yeah uh, and then Kevin was just like no. Hold on a minute, player. Yeah. Hold on a minute. No. Yeah, the Hell's Gate submission. Kevin was the only person <laughs> not celebrating Punk winning. You just, you just knew somehow. Yeah. yeah. It was just me and the lad who had already turned his back because of John Cena. <laughs> we still we hadn't knew. turned around. Yeah. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> he missed the entire second half. He's of the still night. there now. He's a skeleton now. <laughs> he hates John Cena though. The match gets restarted. And it comes out Vince is like he's basically saying he's gonna strip the title off. And The Rock unfortunately flubs his line and goes, Oh no 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 no. You don't take it from him. I, I am, am. <laughs> I didn't even know I am taking belts! <laughs> Give me now! This is exactly what you were talking about though, Kevin, with the whole like Gotta put a real big shine on The Rock mm. and make sure he looks brilliant going into Mania. Literally, Vince is out here to spit shine up The Rock real Literally, nice. Literally, that's it. Yeah. And turn that some bit sideways and stick him straight up or can the asses! CM Punk goes on The Rock straight away, beats on him, beats on him, lol, people's elbow. The Rock wins! Yeah. I can take 
The Rock beating Punk with a rock bottom. Mm-hmm. I cannot take The Rock That sticks in a lot of people's crawl, yeah. It's such a weak-looking move. Like It's the same thing with the five-knuckle shuffle. You can't win a match with it. But people say he beat Hogan with the people's elbow. Yeah. And there you go. K- K- like Five-knuckle shuffle, Cena's never pinned anyone with. No, but no. The Rock has pinned people with people's elbow over and over again. He's pinned top-level talent with it, so... That's true. I just think that it's already a very bitter feeling knowing that Punk is losing his belt to the part-timer. Mm. And it's just the fact that it was a people's elbow is like the icing on the cake. It's not even a convincing move that finally ended this big reign. I will say we were... Literally unable to watch this match back in the day with any sort of objectivity because we were just so wrapped up in the tension of oh, the bullshit, yeah, and, the the bullshit. Drama, like, yeah. and there's you know we're first ones to admit that when we left the sports bar that night we weren't planning on coming back for Wrestlemania we were in a bad bad fucking mood it mm. was just like oh I know what the next three months of wrestling are going to be and we don't like that mm. and that's always great when you start off the rumble and it's like oh Mm. This is it now. It's like when fucking Seamus won the Rumble. Like, oh, for fuck. Yeah. This is what we have to do. You I, know? I remember when Seamus won the Rumble and then we had la- the guys, in, again, in the sports bar shouting at how a British person won. And there's Kevin shouting in the middle <laughs> of the street. He's not one of yours. He's one Don't, of ours. You're literally making it <laughs> even worse. I think you shouted at 3 a.m. in the street. Chris Jericho's more like one of yours than Seamus. Yeah, he's got. You can leave. They love the prince and princess over there, don't they? Love them. They sell mugs with them in Canada. But that all being said, seeing as we couldn't look at it objectively then, but now we've got the benefit of looking at this in a timeline where, honestly, this show is a lot better than a lot of the other shows we've reviewed recently. What did you think of Punk vs. Rock? Not with the politics and the bullshit, but as a match. What did you think? Because I ended up liking this a hell of a lot more than I did the first time. I loved it. I thought it was a very good match. I thought it was a very good story. And even, yeah, objectively, looking at it as just the angle that WWE wanted to book, whether we wanted it or not, I think it was really, really well executed. Really well done. As a match, it was The Rock's best one yep, so yep, far definitely. since he's come back. And if you are one of the casual WWE fans that is interested in guys like The Rock and you don't care about the bullshit politics... This is a hell of a finish and a hell of a good way to set up WrestleMania. It's a different match. Like Rock rarely had these matches where he had like body parts worked over yeah. and screwiness like this. This is like a, a unique match, and I love that. You know, as bitter as Punk clearly was about all of this, you know, he clearly was of the adage the best revenge is wrestling well. You know, yeah. and he put on a kick-ass match. And you know, he could point at that and go, "Well, I had a better match with Rock than Cena did." Yep, he did. You know, because this is better than the last match that Rocketina had, and the next Certainly one. Certainly better than that. <laughs> ain't fucking good, like. So, what about you, Billy? What did you think of this match watching it again? First five, six minutes didn't wasn't invested at all. It was only when Rock started going for the knee. Mm. As soon as Rock did that, because it's not something that Rock does. Rock's not like a, I'm gonna utilize a weakness yeah. rock's very much you know i'm gonna slam you i'm just gonna slam you i'm just gonna yeah. hurt all of you but rock being methodical and repeatedly going for the knee there was just something about that i was going hmm because obviously i very limited experience with the rock at this point watching it for the first time but having watched all of the attitude era now and not seeing rock really being a person who goes after a limb mm-hmm. And seeing that, I was like, okay, then let's let's see where this goes. And I found myself enjoying it a lot more. It put Punk over point. because Rock didn't just come out and beat him. He had to target 
a limb. He had yeah. to actually work him down. It His made... usual rock fight wouldn't work against Punk. Yeah, and I like that it wasn't just that he came and he beat CM Punk bit of bad boom. Like, you know, it, it was actually a proper fight. You know, I think that Punk, even though he obviously lost, I don't think it made out that Punk was a jabroni. He came off a lot better than most of us feared he would. Rock beat John Cena by doing his usual rock shtick. But Rock had to change up his game to beat CM Punk. Mm. And that's... It's not much of a compliment for a poor guy like Punk that got shat on at this point. No. But like, it's something. It's a nice rub. It's so weird, though. It's such a different Rock. Uh, it's such, such, such a different Rock to 2011, 2012. He has pivoted massively. What did you think Royal Rumble 2013? I'm going to ask you guys. Match of the Night... MVP Adam. Match of the night was the main event, I'd say. I also really liked the Road Scholars Team Hell No match mm. earlier in the night, and the last month standing was pretty good. But for a literally a four match show, I think, it would be the main event that was definitely the best. Yeah, event. absolutely. MVP, I would give to CM Punk as well, because when you know how upset he was at this point in time and the bullshit he was putting up with, whether you agree with him or not, he was really distressed and upset with his booking. But he still came out and gave some of the best promos that were going at the time. He made the feud exciting. He put The Rock over in a very convincing fashion and like just did a very professional job of it. And we look at guys like Randy Orton who aren't happy with their booking and they go out there and he's like, well, I'll just do a fucking yeah, same old bollocks yeah, yeah. match. Good on Punk for being incredibly upset, but still being really professional. I think it. with that match, he basically gave himself the moral high ground. Like, yeah. Everything was going to happen after this. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. And yeah, good on him for doing it. Billy, match of the night, MVP. Uh, MVP, same as Adam Punk. Uh, I just think Punk really outdid himself here, albeit with a outcome he would have fucking been tearing up his hotel room afterwards. About as for match of the night... Uh, I'm going to go the other way and go for the opener. Mm. I think that was uh, just uh, overall the most entertaining match for me. Yeah, yeah. I thoroughly enjoyed all of it. And there are two guys I do not particularly care for. Yeah, yeah. And uh, I really, really enjoyed both of them. They were both really good. I think I'm in complete alignment with you tonight, Billy, because that, that opener was just mind-blowing. How fucking yeah. good it was. Big Show, needless fucking last man standing match forced face Del Rio and all this terrible stuff and I'm like I love this match mm. it was really good I think one thing that's definitely evident about this show is that even though there's still a lot of you know dead weight in the mid card a lot of guys who are fucking struggling to get any sort of traction or juice or get over at all um, the standard of wrestling is slowly mm. but surely going up and up and Absolutely. up. Absolutely. You know, obviously you got the shield in there, you got Brian and you got Punk, you've got a lot of people in there where there's a higher expectation for standard wrestling now than there would have been in 2011 at yeah. WrestleMania, I think. The game has been upped and I think that's so important because once you start going hell for leather with these six-man tags with the shields, you need to have, you know, you need to have that. You need to have yeah. a higher level of wrestling. I was great to see that. Punk, I thought, yeah, for much reason that you guys said, he did an amazing job. And there's not too many people who would feel they need to make The Rock or help The Rock in any way to make him look better. Mm -hmm. And I think that Punk, out of anyone who Rock has interacted with since he's come back, did the best job in that he managed to make The Rock look good and still come out of it looking pretty decent himself. Rock and Cena, I felt the two of those did irreparable damage to each other yeah. in many ways, particularly... You know, not by his own direct fault, but by The Rock trying to go after Cena the way he did. He just came off as a mean jerk. Whereas Rock here, he just comes off as being a bit weird. Yeah. You know, weird fucking cancer pancake rock, whatever the fuck that is. 
I don't know if I even recognize this rock, you know, because we didn't like the rock from 2011 and 12, but at least he was... It felt like the rock. You know, at least he was getting into his catchphrases. Yeah. Oh, don't worry, we're going to talk about some cancer later on. <laughs> Can we talk about my mom's cancer? That's my favorite one, guys. I thought that the rock here was, was very strange. I mean, our next show we're going to do is Elimination Chamber, and I think that's going to be really interesting to see the whole mid card now because you got mm. rock and punk in the main event again still but we're not got a rumble and i will say this royal rumble itself fucking stank yeah, yeah. the match was terrible that was the worst thing about this show but notice we had no women's matches here tonight no. we didn't see any of the feuds other than you see miz's fucking working as a face i have a funny feeling when we look at elimination chamber we might come away thinking oh jesus that ain't looking so hot indeed yeah. that undercard but that's gonna do it for this episode of the ITR podcast our next one is Elimination Chamber 2013, and then we'll be on to our final stop before the end of this, which is going to be WrestleMania 29. I bet we're all looking forward to... Are you looking forward to this being over? It depends if you consider that really the end of The Rock's ultimate return, because I don't think they quite put the icing on the cake until he set his own name on fire. I think we may have to do a special episode about Rock Ross Rowan. bullshit return. <laughs> yeah. yeah. It'll be long, it's long enough, there's enough material there to <laughs> yeah. get it. And as always, if you're listening on iTunes, SoundCloud, or on Stitcher, make sure you leave a rating or review, subscribe, go back and listen to all our other episodes, and if you want to get in touch and follow us and keep up to date with the comings and goings, the Atira podcast, follow us on Twitter at AE Podcast and over to facebook.com forward slash Attitude Era Podcast special super secret mention if you give us a like on Facebook check out our video page because on Facebook there are new micro videos that are going up there which Adam has made they're going down an absolute treat if you're not someone who uses Facebook on the reg it might be worth checking it out for that alone speaking of videos you can go over to our Vimeo channel where we have even more content on there vimeo.com forward slash AE podcast we are uploading occasionally some new videos but more importantly than that we are re-uploading all the classic ones that got taken down off YouTube over the years including recently a video of Vinnie Jones at Capital Carnage that was on YouTube for what 30 seconds 30 seconds yeah so that's hot new stuff for you right there so do check out the Vimeo page because that is where a lot of the older videos who have taken down from YouTube they're going to be going back up there regularly there's a huge back catalogue there now and new videos being added as well there and if you are a fine purveyor of stuff and things such as myself head on over to matthewsbotchamania.com for the most amazing silks spices and stuff and things <laughs> He's travelled the seven seas for these stuff and things. I wonder how Matthew feels about these endorsements you lay on him. <laughs> never talked to him. <laughs> that never had a word between us. <laughs> we can only assume it's good. <laughs> if you want to support the Editor podcast and help support us monetarily, give back and help the making of this show, you can become our backer on Patreon and get exclusive access to amazing goodies. If you want access to all of our show notes from all the original of the podcast and our current notes, all of Adam and Billy's notes, all my scandal notes, all the crazy pictures, weird shit that went on. WBF logo, wearing a fedora, anyone? You can become a $1 backer, get access to all of our notes, and all new notes will be uploaded there as well. You become a $5 backer, you get access to the SmackDown Crawl, which me and Adam are now reviewing every episode of SmackDown. Watch along with us on the network starting back in August 99 and going forward. You can expect usually around one or two episodes of that a month for your backing, and I will say, it is the most fucking fun thing to review 
ever. Every time we do an episode of Smackdown Crawl, I always feel like I've just gone on the school buster afterwards because I'm just fucking like, oh. oh. For an hour and a half, Smackdown is fucking mad in 1999 and it's making for a really good time. If you become a $10 backer, you get access to a monthly Q&A episode with my bad self and you can ask me anything you want and get answers and thoughts on current things, plans for the podcast and stuff going forward. And if you want to become an ultimate backer of the AE podcast, you can become Dan Severin. Become a $20 backer, get access to all of the Attitude Era podcast commentary tracks for free and all future ones for free as well as heavy discounts on upcoming merchandise and lots of little goodies along the way. And I will say, everyone who's backed us so far on Patreon, thank you so much for helping it become such a massive success. Mm. If you just want to back for one month, get access to all of the Smackdown Crawl episodes and come back at a later date, you can. There's no obligation. You get immediate access to everything that's been available for that reward tier as soon as you're back. If you've got any questions, shoot me an email at editorpodcast at gmail.com. But it's a goodbye from me, Kevin. Me, Adam. And me, Billy. And we'll see you next time at Elimination Chamber 2013, where The Rock is going to beat CM Punk, this time with feeling. So I just realised I didn't set up for the this it's the Royal Rumble 2013. So I should probably say that first. No, you did. You said Royal Rumble 2013. Should I do, do, do kind of do in a bit where I can set it up for the intro package to play? I don't think I did. No, do that then. I'll do that then. Lots of things happening. It's definitely a different. Fuck's sake. <laughs> I hate doing this. <laughs> it's most certainly more interesting than a lot of the previous pay per views we've done. It's Royal Rumble 2013. Put that in there. That there works. Oh god. Whoa! Whoopee cushion. Best thing about being my mate is I do fun sneezes. <laughs> <laughs>